I just can't imagine getting to a point where I refuse to wash my own penis. Mate, you you get stage three cancer. You're not watching. You're not washing your dick anymore. You're I like, reckon if I dick. get stage three cancer, I'm still washing my penis because there's nothing worse than walking around with a dirty feeling penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, maybe. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah, I can hear you. Just I haven't put my headphones on. Don't worry about the headphones. I'll just yell. You just scream. You don't need it. <laughs> but like I'm worried. Episode. I think I think these podcasts aren't long enough. Like I, no one's I complained, th- but I feel like like we've only been doing two, three hours. These need to be six to eight hours long to really. Well, man, this is. I thought people would have surely complained um, by this point, but they've it's they've only been encouraging, which is a, a huge concern. Well, I think people are going to listeners are going to drop off unless we make them longer and longer. Like it should be a real marathon. You have to earn it. It should actually be, uh, you'd have to be unemployed to keep up with it. Well, yeah. And just basically strapped in listening and, and permanently. Do you know what I mean? Just I th- everywhere. Your kids fucking rehearsals at school. You have to listen. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You have to listen through the night just to chat. Ideally, what would happen is that we got to the point where there was um, enough money being generated by us through um, our newly incorporated Sure Thing Podcast Proprietary Limited. That we just twenty four seven. We were we were just streaming, and people, and you couldn't stop listening. That's what I want. I want people to hear, and I go, "Hey, I asked for tomatoes in this sandwich. Can you please fix that?" And that's part of the pod. And then you're like, yeah. "Hey, should we get parking? No, I don't think we'll get a ticket. You probably won't get fined here. Let's just reverse near that car." <laughs> and like, that's the pod. And then it's sort of like, "What's that? Why has it gone quiet for a while?" Oh, I'm at the Department of Motor Vehicles, just uh, registering a vehicle right now. You know, you say, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Josh is at the gym. He's doing a chess day, but sometimes he comes up with a great crypto trade while he's there. So we've got to stay tuned. The best is the sleep sounds where we're sleeping and they just listen and they can hear <laughs> some rustling and some movement, and we're like, "That's one of our highest rating pods, which is uh, a meditative <laughs> sleep." But then we end up only, we restrict that to Patreons only. Like you got to pay like 30 bucks a month and that sort of helps you get off to sleep. It's like you can hear just a bit of a fan, a bit restless, and then people can message and go, oh man, you had a great sleep, but you're a bit restless. Did you have a bad dream? And I'm like, yeah, I dreamt that my life was real. <laughs> man, that would be pretty good. A Patreon where the only benefit um, for, for subscribers is that you can tune in and live watch us sleeping through like a, one of those Google Nest cams. Mate, we want to get different patrons. Like I want, I want uh, a, a live video where they see us in traffic and just watch how we handle it, just yelling out at you. Because I've, I've, had, I've had so many skirmishes in cars. It was super fun. I had one guy that I, I cut off like near Nedlands and he, he tried to spray paint my car. Like, like he, what do you he, mean? Spray paint it. Well, I cut him off and I could tell he was brewing and I gave him that sort of like private school smirk of like, your parents can never protect you in this world. You know that, Phil? I'm not even private school, but I just give that aura. 
And, you um, are a cheeky little fucker. And as he came past, he tried to go straight, but he drove and he had, uh, he was a tradie. He had two spray cans and he tried to spray paint onto my vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had it in Exmouth, man. I arrived in Exmouth. I'm sitting at the bar and uh, yeah. we we're just out to a bar and there were people there with like tattooed faces and, you know, full bikies. And um, a guy just came up to me and goes, what's your problem, mate? What do you fucking want? And I was like, nothing, man. I just, I just smirk. <laughs> smirking. Smirking at you. <laughs> just smirking. I've had issues all the time, man. On the street. Man, those people freak me out more than anyone else when you're just standing around and someone's like, what do you want? And you're like, man, I, I don't want yeah. to be involved in this at all, dude. Like, who are you? You, you don't look friendly. And I'm like, mate, I can't process your projections, right? You need to talk to a psychiatrist. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you see in me, but it's in you. It doesn't exist out yet. Yes, I am smirking, and that's because you're a daft fuck. <laughs> and that's an yeah. objective fact. Everyone can see that, right? So you should be well beyond that. You should have been having people smoke. But I always get the crazies come at me, man. Like I've had it with my partner and she's like, what did you do? And I'm like, oh, I just looked at him and like smiled <laughs> and smirked. Or I've had a homeless guy like swing at me, swing at me randomly. What for? And just uh, superiority, <laughs> just angry. Do you know, just uh, <laughs> oozing, oozing confidence. And he just thought, like, you fucking, you think you're better than me? I'm like, nah, I'm not, man. But, like, you, you just, you, you're you projecting, dude. Like, you're angry. I'm just walking across the street, hey, in my own world. But it happens a bit in stand-up because you'll practice your set. And then mental, yeah. uh, people on meth or uh, homeless think you're talking to them. And you're like, dude, I'm working on my closer. And they're trying to interact. You're like, what's with babies? And they're like, yeah, what is with babies? And I'm like, get out of my act. I'm doing stand-up. I'm practicing my closer, mate. This isn't a conversation. Like, I don't know what you fucking... Do you know what I mean? It's suddenly like a two-way chat. Mate, I love that you've... Uh, I love that you're institutionalised yourself. You set up your own cubicle. Man, <laughs> you don't got- you like it, dude? Like, I've got two soundproof walls that I've built from hand. I've put them on little caster wheels so I can roll them around the house. And they're all padded and soundproof to avoid reverb. You're being uh, overly conservative because the ultimate should be inside like a wardrobe. Like, you, you still have space in there. You should be inside, like, a coffin with your equipment to create perfect sound. Do you know, like, you've got breathing space. I was thinking about the wardrobe, but I have so much... So there's so many monitors on this desk, I couldn't fit the monitors. And also, you don't want to be a guy sitting in a wardrobe, do you? You know? Well, dude, the perfect podcast studio is your boot, your car boot. You go in there and shut it and then use the safety release once you're done. And I could drive you around. I still think this uh, traffic cam would be good where you go out and you've got to try um, see if you can get people to follow you or react. And um, it's like a TikTok prank video. Do you know what I mean? Just driving really slowly, then speeding up, erratic turns. Do you know what I mean? Just, uh, and they're just capturing uh, the ensuing anger and just go, look, look, that's a man driving his family to, to book week with his kids and he stopped over and started punching a bit angry, you know what I mean? He's reacted. Wait, this is your idea is that you have cameras on your car and you drive people insane. And uh, I try elicit reactions and I'm like, dude, that's a big one. That's a, a housewife and a people mover and she's out of the vehicle and she's trying to like push on the glass and I'm like, <laughs> hey, yeah, can you talk out? We got some patrons that are live streaming right now. <laughs> yeah. And they unwind and- the window and go like, 
And I hand her a mic and she's like, what's going yeah. on? And I'm like, talking to the mic, talking to the mic. This, this is our show, Matt. Like, like, I'm like, get angry. And I'm like, if you're going to hit me, get some blood out. Hey, we need that. They, they love it. The, the audience go wild for blood. They do love the blood. And you're asking why people uh, take swings at you, random homeless people, like you are not eliciting these reactions, men. You know, my favourite move was um, opening car doors. So, like, when you're drunk, when they're at the lights, you run and open the passenger doors, other doors, <laughs> and then run off. Because <laughs> 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 if you're going to get out and shut it all. So, like, the car doors are all open and you open all the doors. But then <laughs> the lights are green. And they've got an issue because they're angry and want to get you, but their whole car's unattended. So, like, because it's their pride <laughs> and joy, and it's like, oh, they've, they've got a leased BMW that's worth more than their house. They have to stay, but they're pissed off. <laughs> and they, they always do that thing where they lean over as far, like they're going to be able to grab the handle first. Right? Oh, dude, and they're so dumb because if they knew about physics, all you have to do is drive and all the doors shut. Like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They don't even realise just... it. They're like, oh, I better shut them. I'm like, just fucking drive, mate. It's it's actually will fix itself on the very first turn. And that would be such a baller looking move as well. Like some drunk guy comes up and you're like, aha, I got you. You move forward, door closes, and you then, man, Wolfie's standing there looking like an idiot. Well, mate, that's the ultimate move to come after me and whip me with one of the car doors to shut it. <laughs> that like, <laughs> that's how you shut the man, door. If you ran, if you ran forward. Away from the car, but still in its line of sight. Like, surely that, I mean, that's, that's the dumbest thing you could do. You've got to go backwards, right? Yeah, 100%. But you know what? You know, Taunting them in the intersection. <laughs> Matt, you know what I've got? Because I've got uh, lots of demerits at the moment. Is, um, I've decided what a to surprise. Just... How many demerit points do you have? Oh, I've lost track, man. But the numbers aren't good. They read like the MISO chart. I'm like, what the fuck? It's so hard. But now I've become, I'll just become a, a thorn in everyone's side. I go on the, the highway at like 20k slower and go, you wanted it, you get what you want. Now I'm a nano driver. Now I'm going to basically like really slow in the fast lane with people tooting. And I'm like, well, I didn't want this either. I like to go 10k's over the speed limit. You don't like it. So let's make it 20 under. You won. It, it's the same with um, people that are sort of liberal or, you know, like they'll talk about conservation mm. or, or environmental stuff, but they're not really doing much. It's my yeah. whole bit. I think I spoke about it last thing, like um, white privilege, that, that that allows you to pick your food. Like, you yes. know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to do a bit on it, and it's sort of like they have ethically sourced chicken, you know, with a name and horoscope. And I'm like, a poor person runs over a magpie and's going to eat that. Like, they're fucking, <laughs> you know, they don't get the choice. <laughs> but I've, I've realised if you lean in, someone goes like, yeah, I'm doing all this, and then you just make it f more extreme. You're like, yeah, I never use sun cream down the beach. I don't do this, uh, you know what I mean? And, and then they, they're showing up and you see them frustrated because they suffocate you with their ideas and pushing, making you, oh, don't you get eth ethically sourced chicken? And then you're at the beach and you see put sun cream on and you go, that's disgusting. They go straight in the coral. Do you know what I mean? Like you just, yeah. you bind them with the same tape that they put around you. And you out, you out liberal them. Everyone's progressive to a point and it's just, what is that point? You start off and you're young and you've got all these ideas and you're malleable and someone goes, oh, I think that we, we should be able to mix races. And you go, yeah, of course we should. And they go, oh, well, we should, and you should, should be able to have gay marriage. And you go, yeah, sick, that sounds awesome. And your yeah. abortion should be legal. And you go, yeah, 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 it should be. And they go first trimester. You go, sure. They go second trimester. You're like, 
all right they go third trimester and you're like whoa okay hold on third trimester and they're like whoa what are you some kind of nazi you fascist pig you fascist fuck (laughs) you're like no i just have i had a limit i didn't realize i was progressive until everyone else was more progressive than me progress never stops that's what i'm saying because (laughs) i often find like i try to be progressive but then i'm not up to their standard and then Mm. i've realized rather than argue and go hey like that's third trimester like, that's crazy. It's got teeth, dude. Like, that's fucked. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I just go, you just push harder. Do you know what I mean? And you just like, fucking, they should be suicide pods at any any age. You could tap out like a bad book. Oh, yeah. Week. You're going, look, man, I mean, abortion's fine and infanticide is fine. I think we really need to do something about the population. People go, sorry, did you say infanticide? Population. <laughs> Mate, but I love that moment where the penny drops and you're just like, you've got one option. You either explain that poor people don't get to choose what food they eat because they're just trying to survive. Or you lean in even harder and go like, well, chicken, I don't eat meat, Uh, plants are sentient. I just basically (laughs) live off like fucking this jelly that I grow on my fridge. That's it. I'm like, are you serious? You eat plants? That's fucking disgusting. I've got uh, this silicon shit that I grow under light and that's what I've been living yeah. on. <laughs> I've spent years training myself to utilise photosynthesis. I stand out in the sun for eight hours a day and that's how I get all of my nutrients. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, that's how I get my energy from that. But I reckon if they had more plant-based cartoons, people would suddenly get a bit... If you had a mung bean cartoon and it was like a mung bean family... And then they had this sort of uh, environmental leaning into the mung bean tree and ripping the mum away. And it's like, mummy! And it's like finding Nemo. And then you've got to find the mung bean before it's eaten. Would suddenly yeah. like people would be like, fuck, yeah, I just don't feel comfortable with mung beans. Hey, like, after watching Finding Mungy, Finding Mungy 2, where the mung was like, they scream. Plants scream. But anyway, these are all, um, who knows? It's just funny, man, because... Um, I feel like we're all a virus, but then some of us try to act like a good virus. Oh, man, speaking of viruses, are you on your suburbs, uh, like, local suburb community Facebook page? Nah, man, I haven't touched that, hey. Dude, they are the greatest places. I joined the Labrador one a little while ago, and usually it's dull stuff. Um, Labrador is your it, suburb, by the way. It sounds Labrador like a is dog. the suburb. Yeah, it does sound like a, a lot like a dog. Uh, yep. We have a very confusing vet clinic called Labrador Vet Clinic. Labrador's Labrador's. <laughs> 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 That's a pet breeder called Labrador Labrador's. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually posts on there that say things like, uh, uh, like, oh, there's some some hoon round last night. Did anyone else hear that hoon or? whatever but occasionally uh you'll get a good one i saw one the other day and it was a woman she was looking for a sushi recommendation for her children she said oh, i don't know where to get good sushi around Labrador, yeah. and my kids love sushi and then the uh, top answer was oh woolworths has started doing some really good sushi <laughs> oh mate but it's it's like those uh they have complaints do you know like the the someone's been putting stuff in my bin and you're like, well, why is it a problem, man? Like, you have space. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're always <laughs> yeah. being petty. You can rile them up so easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll be like, I just think it's unreasonable that everyone's parking around the school. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm fucking, you're right underneath. Like, I'm, 
I'm, hey, just wondering, buying a boat, do you think I can leave it parked next to the school? <laughs> it seems like they're, they're parking pretty lots down there. And you see them like, hey, any guys know, like, I want a boat, I want to leave it on the street. Like, I think that it seems legal. They never seem to get fired. And you put that right near this person that's been like staring at. Because I've had it before. Do you know, you, you go into a park and you come back and someone's like, you see the curtain twitching and they've left a note. Hey, please don't park on this section. This is part of my house. And then you um, you see them looking for the reaction and then you rip the note and throw it into their garden. <laughs> There's nothing they can do. And you see them looking out and you just grab the note and rip it and then bin it and you see it blow off into their roads garden. <laughs> what can they do? Like you want them out anyway. You want them to react. Hey, you want them outside. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a great one a few weeks ago. Uh, it, it's, it started off innocently enough. Someone asking about a uh, a mental guy. I say that with air quotes. Who was yeah. wandering up and down some street in uh, near my place? Now, like, oh, that mental Dude, that's guy. That's me. That was me when I. That was me when I came <laughs> for that that ten day run. <laughs> I would. I was crying a lot and walking the streets. So like, <laughs> it might have been. I remember going to Aldi and drinking two liters of chalk milk as I cried. Up that fucking hill. It was hot and I was just in tears. I'd lost everything. I've lost it again, but like it was just rock bottom. And I was like, fucking hell. Fuck. You know, every suburb I think has uh, a couple of uh, local legends wandering around with shopping trolleys, right? Yeah, Mad Dog. We got Mad Dog here in Midland. Yeah. Mad Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess he's he's new to the area because I think he's only been spotted out and about a few times and people were really jumping on it. Mm. And, man, like they were going really hard until someone showed up and was like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. He, uh, like, the, the, like. This is these are the problems that he has. It's really it's really cruel of you to be making fun of him. Like oh, mate, that's that's what always happens. Yeah, he's trying to live out in the community, and then and then some other lady comes in and goes, "Yeah, but my, I actually have a, a disabled daughter, and I'd be really upset and offended if um she wasn't able to be out and about because yeah, yeah. people like you." And man, oh, the backtracking immediately, like everyone's feeling bad and apologizing for making fun, as if it wasn't <laughs> obvious. Like you, you just you you double down. You love it. You're laughing. It's pretty obvious that a mad dog that's on a bike just foaming has had mental problems or a drug problem and should be treated with compassion. But early on, you're like, have you fucking seen Mad Dog? Like you can throw rocks at him. He runs, <laughs> and then as soon as they go, oh yeah, his family burns in a fire. He's living on inheritance. Like he's on a, you know, touch and go. He's tried to take his life a few yeah. times, and you're like, yeah. oh, he's Adrian now. Don't call a mad dog. But, like, the thing is, every, when there was blood in the water, everyone loved it because they go to work, there's a bit of stress, you, you G up mad dog, get him to chase your car a bit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Man, one in, we had one in Christchurch, dude. This might have been uh, the scariest thing that's ever happened to, uh, to me, I think. Ever. I Man. <laughs> I don't know how this... Uh, what happened? I... And back in Christchurch, there was this guy who was rocking around my suburb. He lived in a halfway house, uh, and I don't know what his name was, but he was affectionately referred to as Schizo Boy. And Schizo Boy would roll around. And man, I love how it's always affectionately referred to, like, not for him, yeah. right? It's no, done, not affectionate. It's, it's done in the best sense of humour, mate. Like, we, it's all, you know, we do love you. 
Uh, <laughs> you're, you're a great bloke, Schizo Boy. Schizo Boys, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's rocked up to the party. You add a lot of excitement. But you know what? It's a great branding opportunity because, like, if Schizo Boys started selling hats and T-shirts, you'd buy one. Because, you know what I mean? If yeah. he went along with it and it was Schizo Boy and then Mad Dog. See, I, I actually just fucking thought of that and that's got to be another sure thing thing. Mad Dog in Midland and we'll get yeah. him. We'll sell shirts, Mad Dog. And sort of uh, him on a bike howling, and then uh, give the proceeds to him to buy booze yeah. and drugs or whatever he needs. So well, we had a, a a legendary status guy who rolled around the CBD in Christchurch called Radio Ron, and yeah. he rocked around with like a little boombox that he would listen to constantly, and everyone knew Radio Ron as Radio Ron. And then one day his uh, his radio broke, and people bought him a new radio. It's on the news. Everyone loves Radio Ron. Schizo boy, uh, not so uh, not so beloved. Yeah, what was the scary thing that happened with Schizo boy? Well, the reason the reason that Schizo boy wasn't so uh, so loved is because he, he Schizo boy would spend his days um, throwing rocks at Maori people. Uh, oh, that's shocking! And would he get angry with a private school smirk if you gave him a little smirk, a knowing look? Oh no, man! This guy, <laughs> this guy was so far past it, man. Like facial expressions were totally beyond him. He used to, he used to sit up in his uh, his halfway house. He was on the second story, and he had a, a, an open window that he could throw bottles from. Uh, so one day he was up there screaming the N word at a bunch of these <laughs> islanders. Oh my god! And these guys are like. Man, close to bashing him, like just bursting through the door and, and bashing yep. him. Uh, and then he's he's uh, he was he was, <laughs> he was dealt with when he started screaming. Uh, You're just jealous because my dad fucks me and he doesn't fuck you like he fucks me. <laughs> like clearly, this guy has had a pretty Mate, brutal life. That um, is actually one of the ultimate what a what a takedown of someone <laughs> like. They go, I'm going to bash you. And you're, you're just jealous because my dad fucks you and he doesn't fuck you. Like, that is, uh, like, did it, like, when he whipped his dick out during a fight. And he stood yeah, on a yeah. bench and he, had, and he was, had his dick out. And then all these guys were like, they didn't know what to do. We, because yeah, we he's don't like, come fight. on, bring it. And it's like, fuck, he's naked. Fuck, we're leaving, man. Like, you don't you don't have to fight a naked guy. It's, it, no. it, it's only a theory. I've never, I couldn't believe someone did it. I thought of it. And I thought that is the theory, right? Because I'd heard of um, Stephen Fryer had done that. They called him gay in high school. And then he yes. said, yeah, I am gay. I am gay. And he pulled his erect dick out and started chasing people around the oval. And it just <laughs> turned from a game into a real um, distressing moment for them where they're like, I am gay. And then they're like, dude, if he grabs you, he rubs his dick on you like... And then it suddenly it was like, we need to avoid that guy. That's fucking really scary. Like he remembers chasing kids across the over with his dick out. Like that is the ultimate response. You're gay. And yeah, yeah, I am. And I'm going to fuck you. Well, Schizo Boy lived to fight another day. Uh, he, yeah, they no, no one bashed him. And he continued to rock around the neighborhood, throwing rocks at people yep. on bikes and screaming the n-word at them uh and then one evening i go outside uh to the washing line to get whatever clothes for school and it must have been nine o'clock at night uh and it's getting into winter so it's just pitch black and i hear this rustling and i look over at the fence and then the rustling goes away i'm like what is what is that it must be like what's what's it making that noise um, schizo's uh, going through the bins 
I take my clothes off the line and then I hear the rustling. I look back. This fucking head pops over the top of the fence and it's so boy. And he just goes, ah! oh. <laughs> man, I <laughs> like, I shriek. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, boy, was... Did he live near you or are you just wandering in backyards? No, no. He was, this was at this point he was living near us. Um, my dad was successfully buying up the street. He had purchased, he eventually purchased the halfway house and converted converted it into little luxury apartments um yeah uh, we just, as 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 he continued to buy up he pretty much i don't know he was, he was very focused on this one street and he uh, he bought like at one point we had like 30 or 40 houses on this one street it was pretty dude he must have lost good. a game at monopoly and just been really angry <laughs> <laughs> I'll get this fucking th- uh, really <laughs> slummy street and own it yeah. all. House, 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 hotel. Oh, mate. But I think once someone's in your personal space, it's the most scary because those are all the horror stories. Well, I had no idea it was Schizo Boy. I just saw this like bleach blonde guy with crazy eyes like screaming at me <laughs> over the fence, which, you know, is only a couple of meters away. And I scream and run inside. And, and then I think Schizo Boy was finally removed after that. That's one of the scariest stories I've had like growing up. Um, um, a mate's at a mate's house the mum was on the computer and she was sort of typing away and then she felt a tap 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 on the glass do you know and then looked and it was gone but you know what i mean Ugh. these are the moments like there was another one that i heard where someone was getting phone calls and it kept they would come from downstairs because it was old school and landline and then mm. well I, I think they still had a landline but it wasn't that old school right and then yeah. they would come and as soon as they got to the bottom it hung up and then um one day she went down and spotted and there was a guy in the backyard that had been watching and you know Fuck to get his little me. peep he would ring and then you'd come down and then as soon as there it would hang up and he would that would give him an opportunity to sort of look at you and he's sort of Jesus. standing in your backyard and then you know they i think i, f- I forget whether she saw it and she re- screamed and then he ran off and um but you know what i mean that the the, the best one i ever heard was Someone came down at night for a midnight snack and they found a man in the kitchen and they were like, what the fuck? And the guy sort of in the fridge and then ran out and then they sort of turned all the lights on and there was a roof cavity and the thing had been moved. Oh, he'd been living in the roof. He had a full setup. Like he had a bed and peepholes and he had been basically operating his own series of Big Brother in your own house. And it was like... Have you seen the video of that dude? I, th- I think it might have been uh, in Japan. Some, mm. uh, some family set up this video camera because they had noticed like food going missing from their fridge and just other little weird bits and pieces. And they set this video camera up and they discovered that there had been a woman living in their attic for like 18 months and she when they were at work she would come out and like hang out watch some tv get some snacks and then five o'clock rolls around she goes back up in the roof (laughs) i thought about this and i was like you know how you got those electricity boxes that are quite big i reckon governments never know what's installed like in new york in london you could install what looks like uh telecommunication boxes or electricity boxes inside like a mini house you could have apartments do you know what I mean? Like, I've always wondered whether you could just install something overnight and it's all red, hazard, electricity, don't touch, and whether the government workers are really going to be a- across it and go like, hang on, 
that's not a utility box. Like, I can hear someone in there making a milkshake. Like, that's someone's house. Like, <laughs> well, I guess if you never, uh, if there's never a work order for the box or anything, there's no maintenance to be done because it's unlisted. Why would anyone check it? You know? Well, no one would ever do it. And the thing I heard the best in Sydney was a guy put in a ticket meter. He put in a ticket meter at a spot and then mm. um, collected the money for years and had made hundreds of thousands of dollars. He set mm, up like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the fake ticket meters. And then obviously the government like never, that wasn't on their schedule to check that street. And then he would just, people, people were putting money in and paying for fake parking. <laughs> and he just collected it. But it sort of makes you wonder whether you could do that with a work parking. Like you just go overnight and just put a no parking, no well, parking dude, on a, the ground. There's a story, man. Uh, it might've been some, I think it was somewhere in the States, uh, vaguely, that's my vague memory anyway, that like this, security guard or car park attendant who had been working at this place for years and years and years so long in fact that when he finally retired uh that like they threw him a little party and he fucks off and it's all they're like oh man oh we're gonna miss jerry jerry was so great and then um uh jerry's replacement never shows up and they do some digging and they find out that jerry had just been operating his own car parking business and taking the money like he put I up a boom gate man. and a little a little booth and just he sat there taking boom. people's money for years and years and years and they never figured it out like two decades three decades employee of the month and they're like he's working so hard then he retires man that's how good is it when your scam goes so well that you just go yeah I th- i'll retire now i think and <laughs> just, oh, just mate, walk and away then- you leave the infrastructure <laughs> they'll be they'll be like fuck he's a hard worker he's here on sunday even when it's actually free to park (laughs) hi darren here for darrensadblokes.com.au australia's number one mad bloke betting website this weekend we're seeing the maddest blokes in the country go head to head at the beach at the pub and right in your very own home we've got the maddest blokes in every sense of the word from cunts doing 360s on their jet skis to your dad getting home from a bad day at work they'll be doing tricks and threatening to hit right here on darrensadblokes.com.au stream online and be part of the action as we watch mad bloke Jaden help his mate move out of his mum and dad's Alistair from Gladstone do three lines and take two hot birds home after a big night out with the boys and your dad say things like if I find any more of these fucking dishes piled in the sink when I get home I'm gonna smash that fucking Xbox get your bets in on the maddest bloke in the country this weekend at darrensadblokes.com.au I heard you could get away with that at the parking place here. They're not legally allowed to access your from your because, because when you think about it, right? It's a private company. They get your your license plate. How do mm. they access your name? Because like, there's privacy of information. So I'm like, how do they off your rego? Like they shouldn't be allowed to access because that's only available in a government database. So I'm like, when did I sign a document that allows? Joe Schmo to match my license plate to my address because like that's a fucking big risk because you could end up with psycho Steve coming around to your house you know and, and following you so I tried to follow that and it, it didn't work dude like they did access the info like, I didn't pay and thought like I would get away with it but think of this for this well, idea this, hold on is this a, is this at a Wilson's parking sort of yeah thing? Wilson's parking and Supposedly so you, what, they, you skip out and then well you, you skip think- out they send a bill and then you just uh you say, well, that's not my car. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, how yeah, did you get my yeah. information? 
Like you have no right to my address? Oh, I wasn't. I didn't park it there. Yeah. I'm like, hey, how'd you get it under privacy of information? Like, how did you match my rego? Like, how do you know this is me? Like, where did you get that information? It's government contracts, right? They have the contract for... Well, maybe they have government contract, but I still think this is the ultimate idea. CBD, prime real estate, no standing at any time. You spray paint that on with a template like Banksy, and then Mm. all the government workers think, fuck, that's annoying. The prime spot, there are only three spots there. Why is this no standing, <laughs> no parking at any time? It yeah. doesn't match really the signs. And then you go in there every day and you park your car over it so you can't see the, <laughs> the signage under the vehicle. And then, and then <laughs> do you know what I mean? The, the government worker thinks it's fine, but you arrive whenever you want at work and go into the no standing and you created your own loophole. That could work. I think that could work. I, I think you would find that you'd park there and then your car would be towed. Like you would have created your own situation to receive a fine oh, imagine you know that. I mean? or your car would be towed. But you would, I mean, firstly you could fight it and it would be, it would be absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they would have, they would have the maps and it wouldn't reconcile. And then you'd be like some, some asshole spray painted. Yeah. I didn't know. Or you get a, you know, how you get those, those mag, uh, yeah, you get those custom magnets printed and you slap them on the side of the car. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to do that with your number plate. Like you put a fake number plate on when you park because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the traffic inspectors won't, you know, like the traffic police won't get you, but parking, it's like an idiot that takes three weeks to reconcile who they actually recorded. Like they don't, mm. it's not like cops that are going, is this car licensed? It's just basically they take a photo and then go in the system and go like, what the fuck? Hump, Humpty B Bear. Like, you know, that's one of those personalised plays that you just write like, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Chicken. But uh, the other move was like, if you just took your plates off, you just park it there, then they can't find you, but then they'll try to get it towed. But by the time- They will tow you. Yeah, and then you won't be, it'll be so hard to find the car then as well. It'll get towed and you'll be ringing around trying to oh, figure yeah, it out. I know, man. But imagine if you just put on custom plates that you just basically make custom plates, Mickey Mouse one, and just shove those on top of your real ones. Like, do you reckon they'd pick it up? Man, it'd be worth finding like a, one of those old Ford cars. You know, the KA cars? Yeah. Uh, man, those, those things are like 800 bucks. They're dirt cheap. I'd love to roll around with one of those, just fake plates, just trying to pull scams. Because my, my uncle worked for council in Christchurch and he had those uh, magnetic, just a big magnet that said, council yeah. on it and my cousin would take those and slap them on his car so he could get good parking at festivals and stuff because oh, no one's gonna tow it it's a fucking genius plan man you could do that with your spray paint idea you don't worry about the spray paint you just get a sign that says no parking with an accepted sign and you make you make your own little symbol right and then you get yeah. a magnet for that symbol, what it, like just make it look. People will go, I don't know what that symbol is, but it looks official. Slap it on the side of the car, oh, and you can yes. park there. This is unbelievable, you know, because at UWA, like uh, at my uni, they had these weird sort of things that they'd made up, and you just make a, a similar one that sort of dean yeah. of uni. And it's got like a sheriff's badge on it. Well, that's weird. The Dean drives a like 1987 Corolla. Dude, and it's one of the doors spray painted brown and it says Dean of Uni. And it's like a sheriff saying with a warning and like uh, infringement 1144. But I've actually done that, which is the ultimate move. I was down south and there was uh, the the Sunday session and they'd find everyone at Cave's house and they'd find every car. And Mm. then I was like, watch this. 
And I just basically parked prime spot and everyone was like, you're going to get fucked, dude. Everyone's been fined. I took a fine off someone else's car and put it on mine because only fining oh, once. yeah, dude. And then I was touched down and then that poor <laughs> other bastard probably got fined a second time <laughs> and they would have been at the municipality mun- mun- or what? How do you pronounce that? Municipality. Fuck, I yeah, can't believe I can't say that. Shade and fruit and... <laughs> Municipality <laughs> But anyway They would have been down there uh, Disputing The second ticket And and you just basically Your crew They see me rolling So fine <laughs> You got the prime spot Because they often won't find twice But they do over multiple days My co-host uh, When I was working radio Was shit parking in the CBD He had built up uh, A layer Like two tickets deep of uh of parking tickets like the like paid mm. parking tickets on his dashboard and then he just wouldn't pay anymore and it, there were so many of them on there it was almost impossible to discern oh, whether so or was, not he had paid for it that it day it was like you had to solve a crossword you had to find yeah. you know where's wally to, yeah, and yeah. then legally you'd done it i had thought about doing that because we had at our local claremont quarters this asshole every time you parked there would mark your tires with chalk and I thought, yeah. well, that's his whole system. Like, he's not taking photos. So I was, I was going to go and just start marking tyres with chalk just to fuck him. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, just, just trash the whole system. So he's like, he, he's finding everyone. And then it's like, he gets 300 complaints and loses his job because they're like, you fucking, there's a top lawyer was down there going to get fucking prosciutto. Uh, this guy was there and like he's, he's, he's got his date stamp. He's got his mobile. He proved he was only there for an hour. For three minutes, you fuckhead. He drew money from ATM. Why did you find him? And it's because of me, sneaky me on the back left tire, chalking everyone. Chalked the whole fucking thing. 400 fines. He's like, wow, we've hit a hot spot. Every car seems to have stayed too long today. And they're like, Jeff's killed it today. 300 fines. Everyone, a round of applause for Jeff. Really lifting the game here in the fining game. Oh, two weeks later, where's Jeff. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff's in a bit of hot water. There's a lot of angry rich residents that are suing us now for fake fines. And they've checked CCTV and there's another guy, an asshole with a smirky private school smile that was marking all the tyres. Marking them with chalk. Jeff goes into his office and there's just a big chalk line on his desk. And he goes, what, is, what could this mean? Time's up, cunt. You know what the moment is? You could fuck Jeff because you don't even have to do it that subtly. You can go, you get out of your car, you look at Jeff and he sees you with a piece of chalk and you start marking tyres and go like, eat a ball bag, Jeff. What are you going to do now, fucking rocket scientists? How do you keep track of your inventory? How do you keep track? I'm like, I'm going to mark every tyre. It's not against the law. I'm going to fuck you, Jeff. Well, how good did it used to feel or how good does it feel when you walk down a street and you notice one car with chalk on the wheel and you just go through and you rub all the chalk off every tyre as a bit little, just a nice little fuck you to every parking attendant wandering around ruining people's days. I love it because chalk's so fucked up because it stays on. So it's like you're at Claremont Quarter, then you drive to the beach and there's some other arsehole chalking with white as well, and you're nailed immediately. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because there's still chalk on your tyre. What? Man, no way. You can rub the chalk off the tyres pretty easy. Okay, I'd say you can rub it off, but if you're not aware. So you go in there, oh, you yeah, go, yeah, you roll let me get a six-pack. Yep. We're going for fish and chips at the beach. <laughs> Dickhead Jeff marks your tyre, and then uh, Steve down at Cottesloe Beach 
fucking finds you immediately. This prick's been here too long. I fucking remember marking him. I remember marking oh, him. I'm like, you know what a great move would be, right? Would be to carry chalk around uh, and park in different various locations around the CBD, chalk your own tire, amass like 15 tickets in one day, dispute all of them and show up. So you make all of them come into court. All of these parking inspectors yes. have to show up and you go, they go, we, well, we, we find you correctly. You go, no, 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 I put chalk on my own tire. And they go, oh. why did you do that? And you go, oh, just to fuck your day up and ruin, like to clog up the system. <laughs> I like, I love the look of chalk, but also to clog up the bureaucratic nightmare system that you've created and just make this as painful no, as possible. No, and you go, look, I use chalk as a communication system with my kids. One chalk mark <laughs> means I'll be back in 10 minutes. Two chalk marks mean I've gone to get a sandwich, wait an hour. Do you know, that was uh, that was my ingenious communication thing because no one looks yeah. on the tyres, so I use chalk to communicate with my family on the vehicle. I didn't know that it was crossing over. I've never known about your processes. That's how I'm... But, yeah, man, fuck. That, that scam would be good, hey. The multi. Bring them all in. Yeah, man, make them waste a whole day. And then just, just stare them down and tell them, yeah, I put chalk on there. And they go, why would you do that? You go, just to fuck all of your days. And it's worked perfectly. Do you know, I was so close to doing it at my kid's, my kid's old school because this guy would come, school finished at three, he'd come at 10 to three, and then they, the government hadn't set up enough parks, so parents were mm. forced to either, like, have their kid cross a freeway or illegally park because they're like, oh, I don't really want to walk my five-year-old across a, a road that's going 120. Ideally, it'd just be nice if you had enough fucking car base. Like, you've got 300 kids. What do you mean, man? You never played Frogger when you were a kid? Well, I might have, but you've got 300 kids and uh, 27 parking bays. I'm like... Who knew there was going to be a problem? Fucking government planning, you dumb. But anyway, yeah. so this guy would come out of the blue just to nail parents. But I knew where he parked. And then oh. I thought, well, I, I reckon I was going to do it. But then I thought, fuck, if a parent saw me like puncture his tyre with a knife or something or snap the fucking <laughs> thing off, like I would uh, be in a lot of trouble. Do you know I'd be judged heavily? They're like, yeah. did you see um, one of the, the dads? I saw him he fucking stabbing the parking inspectors. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. If you've been to one pet teddy bear's picnic or, or, or shown up and shown your face at one PTA meeting, I reckon everyone at that school knows exactly who you are and they wouldn't be surprised. Well, because I already had a, I had a scuffle where I was like with a Jeff and I was like, fuck, Jeff, you fuck. I'm like... That is not marked, and I'm arguing with him. And mm. then I looked over, and I was like, ah. Oh. One of the mums was staring at me, and she'd finally seen the true me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really looked but disheveled. But are they not on your side? Surely the parents are also. I mean, oh, yeah, she did, but you knew you were judged. You're all showing up to school. There's, like, 300 kids, and you're all just fucking, like, your life's a nightmare. You're just ferrying these little shits around everywhere. You're yeah. ready to snap at any moment. Surely you see... Uh, Wolfie screaming at a parking inspector, and you get a little bit of that, your, a little bit of your favourite shade and fruit, and you, uh, you're like, yeah, get him. Yeah, they get liked him. it. Fucking, they were put one boot in for me, mate. She, oh, they're insufferable. I hate how they do that, but you could see in their head, like every teacher, every other parent was going to hear that wolf guy fucking blew off at one of the parking inspectors. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nut job. I saw him, and he was telling him that he's going to fucking. Uh, let down one of his tyres next time. And, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a bit like that like, because so often the traffic offences are committed by people that are in stress already. 
you see them sort of running out, they're late to school, and then you see this little hall, mo- uh, hall monitor, eyes light up. I know what, I know what this guy needs. His wife's <laughs> left him. He's late. His stocks have fallen. He just needs to drop them off and have a bit of luck. And this guy's like, let's put an $85 fine on just to see if we can turn him into a serial killer. Let's see how close, how much can he take? Can we tip this man over the edge? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're always tipping points. I Dude, mean, they're preying on the weak and vulnerable. I mean, man, even like speeding fines, because uh, you, you've got the demerit point system, right? But they created a loophole for that because if you have a company, you register the car to the company, mm. you can pay, what is it, like two or three times the fine amount and no one gets any demerit points if it's a business car. Does that happen in Brisbane? I need to look into this because I've never had an issue with paying the money. I, I just, it's the points that gets me. I, I thought I was going to have to try buy a car for the neighbour. She's a senile woman and go like, hey, I've got your car. The only uh, catch is I'll be driving it most of the time, <laughs> racking up demerit, demerit points because I know backpackers do that here. They buy cars and then the, the owner's like, okay, well, make sure to put in those papers. And they're like, yeah, whatever, mate. We'll fucking get home, mate. We'll fucking do it. And then these German backpackers just speed off into the, into the setting sun at 300 k's an hour, park illegally, <laughs> park on the uh, Cottesloe Beach, drive onto the beach, camp there, get a $400 fine, $800 fine. And then the car's a smoking wreck. And they park it at the airport, and that's the first you hear about it. Going like, Mr. Wolf, um, your vehicle is here, and it's been here for a while. I'm like, and it's got uh, 37 grand of uh, infringement thing, and it's been trashed. And they're like, you have to, and we're paying you five, it's going to cost $500 to tow it away. And you're like, what? 30 grand? And then you're back in uh, court going, I sold it. And they're like, well, well, what's an idiot? Just sells it in an alleyway. And you're like, they offered me like cash. I took it. I trusted them. I said, have a great adventure, guys. Make sure you go out to Ningaloo Reef. It's a great snorkel. And they said, yeah, thanks, mate. You remind me a lot of my dad. You're a good man. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, you're good kids. You remind me a lot of me. Hey, have a good trip. But, you know, like you get uh, your trust breach. It's weird that there's almost no system in place for the actual ownership of a car. Like if you sell a car, you have to get like an A4 piece of paper out from your uh, your printer and basically write, I, Josh, am selling yeah. my car to what's your last name and this is the date and you take a photo of that and hope that it holds up. Like yeah, they, man, they were like, yeah, we'll do the, we'll, you swap everything else over and the rego and stuff, but we're not going to, we're not going to, make any sort of like what why wouldn't they be the same the same index you know they should be the same database i know it's it's the closest thing to a drug deal you can do as like a housewife because you're suddenly just randoms are coming to your house and you end up or you're buying a car you're down a back alley it's night you can't really see the plates and then you hand them sort of uh nineteen thousand dollars in cash or a check and then you just pray And I was like, surely there's a better system. Surely at the Department of Transport, you drive the car in there, you hand the money. Do you know what I mean? Like it should be, the government just leaves you hanging. It's just like, yeah, just sign this. I mean, I bought a scooter in London and, do you know, for weeks I didn't know if it was mine. Do you know, I couldn't be sure because it was like a dodgy looking guy. I didn't have a helmet. I drove across London without a helmet, like just through. Mm. I I had to, it was winter, I had to use a hoodie. 
as a helmet, just blowing mm. up yeah. like the hood, yeah. pretending <laughs> like that was the helmet. But you know, it's like surely there's a better way, man. Even Uber Eats is probably clearly uh, more clearly labelled, and you're like, oh, that's definitely mine. And there's sort of clawback, and you're like, if yours is stolen, there's sort of a refund thing. A car. You just basically go down a dark alley with six grand and just pray <laughs> that the guy actually owned the car, that he hadn't stolen it 20 minutes earlier from a fucking... Because they could just steal it, right? He's stolen it. They do it. anything. Have you ever sold a car to a dealer, man? Yeah, man. We had a car in Sydney and we, we paid for a road train to bring it over. The only problem is they didn't cover it. So it just got nailed with rocks and pebbles and it was like brand new car. I'm like... What the fuck's happened to my windscreen, dude? It looks all like the hairline shit. I said, Sands hit this at speed, you fucked. So then you're challenging that. Anyway, they wouldn't refund it. But what ended up happening, I, I got it all buffed up, ready yeah. to sell. And then because I wanted, uh, I thought, oh, look, I'll leave it to dry out outside of the carport. I, I sat it up on our lawn and then the bore water, the bore water fucking sprayed on it. And our bore left like this white calcium. So I couldn't oh, no. fucking sell it. I was like, what the fuck? I can't get this off with acid. So I ended up having to, <laughs> no one would touch it. They're like, what's all this white shit? I'm like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's fucking shit that's watering the lawn. I said, it's chemicals. But anyway, so I ended up having to sell it to a dealer who came around and I could tell immediately he knew, oh, it's just CL, CL40 or, you know what I mean? Like he knew CLR or some shit would fix it immediately, but yeah, I was yeah, too yeah. dumb. He's got the magic fix. So he's like, yeah, mate, well, there's a lot of damage here, so about a three grand discount. And I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> fucked, hey. I fucking, I've used a fucking arc welder on this shit. Can't get it off. And I know, I know he would have gone straight home and just used like mineral turpentine or some mate, fucking he's got little... a he's got a little bit of toothpaste on his finger and he's just rubbing it off and it's coming off like a dream. And he's whistling to himself. He's checking him out. But the thing is, we, the, you know, the other thing is you need a representative to buy your car because you look like a prissy. You rock up and you're like, they go, yeah. So, you know what I mean? You can tell immediately from your questions. You're like, yeah. So, like, how many people have owned it? And then you're like, let me have a look at the hood. And you go, whoa, looks good in there. Like, you don't touch anything. You're like, ripper. And you're like, oh, and then you, your main questions are like a bit of the upholstery is peeling here. Probably need a bit of a discount, mate. The engines yeah. are fucking, they put a lawnmower engine in there. You don't even know because you're such a dumb cunt. <laughs> it's a whippersnipper engine. Like you couldn't tell. Like the, the engine's about uh, the size of a dinner plate. And you're like, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, that looks good. There's a lot of room in there. You reckon you can put a bag in the front console? Yeah, there's, there's space in there, mate, with your whippersnipper engine. That can go at about 12 k's an hour. I always, always get a mechanic to come with me. And like I've, man, I've taken my engine out of my car and done the transmission, but it's still, like, it's still such a, uh, uh, an elusive jigsaw that I don't understand. You Anytime never know, I man. to buy a car. Yeah, I man, I get my, I got a mechanic that I use all the time. I'm like, hey man, can you show up here and have a look at this thing? Check it out for me. You know what I mean? Get a get a pro to do it. Otherwise you do get chipped. But but man, I sold my car to a dealer. It had been, it was like a 2012 Suzuki Swift. Um, and I had it for- Ooh la la, good engine. <laughs> mate, fucking 1.4 <laughs> liters. It's got, it's like 16 horsepower in there. She fucking goes. 1.4 liters is shit, dude. Like. You get two litre Pepsis. Like, that's weak. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a family Pepsi, cunt. 
<laughs> as they say on all of the car mechanic forums, mate, there's no replacement for displacement. So, <laughs> yeah. So what did this guy do to you? Well, man, no, I, I, I had it for a couple of years and then one, one day at, uh, at the lights near my house, my coworker pulled up next to me. He was a couple of years younger than me, and uh, I was I was a marketing manager. He was a coder, and he was a bit of a spaz. Um, and I revved my engine at him, like I put it as an automatic. Yeah. I put it in neutral, and I rev my engine. And he goes, "What do you? What, how did you rev your engine and not go forward?" And I was like, "What? I put it in neutral." And he goes, "Oh." And then he did the same thing. And then we go around the corner, and he speeds off like he's like, "Yeah, man." He fishtails over. It's one of those <laughs> islands that slants down into yeah. oncoming traffic. He goes halfway off this thing, heading towards oncoming traffic, rips it back. He's driving like a V6 Commodore rear wheel yeah. drive. It's pissing down with rain he comes screaming back smashes into me i hit a one of those australia post boxes which they by the way they never fixed and then they eventually removed 18 months later so oh. i feel like i put the postie out of a job at the same time man every panel on the car was damaged i thought it was being written off for sure dude what do you mean that wasn't a post box that would have been someone's home that's my scam there was probably a man living <laughs> yeah. in there and go yeah, like my man. fucking studio has been taken down i've been living in this prime real estate just inside a post box yeah it took them 18 months to 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 figure out that there was a corpse inside and then he mate. just quietly removed it so they didn't have to account for another dead drifter <laughs> mate i really think yeah yeah i think uh, the idea of this uh fake home is good i think it's a good one man um, but anyway, when it came time to sell this thing, uh, I took yeah. it to like I took it to a couple of dealers. Uh, one of which noticed immediately. He's like, mm, "Overspray." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "How bad was this accident?" And I go, "Oh, oh I'll be you can't it sell somewhere it to else." Him. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so I go to another place that doesn't ask any questions, um, and I'm sitting there signing it over. And man, dude, they have the exact same system where they go, "Okay, so this is your vehicle," and you go, "Yeah," and they go, "You promise." And you, you're like, what? Like, yeah, it's my. You can check, and they go, well, there's really no way for us to know. So you have to pinky swear. <laughs> like that's, oh, that's their only recourse. Is they're like, please don't be lying. <laughs> you got to pay to do the government database, and because of uh, the laws of. Um, but that's just that's still just the registrations in your name. That doesn't mean anything. And because you know of property I mean? law, the property law it doesn't matter how deep it goes. The car goes back to the original owner. Like it doesn't exactly. matter that you bought it. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But even though they say po possession's nine tenth of the law, like you're fucked so even if you buy it like three cars down they end up pulling it back once the crime gets unpinned but man i was trying to think like loopholes you know how they make you drive in some of the big cities with someone in your car like car sharing to to reduce traffic oh like when they have carpool lanes they have carpool lanes like do yeah, you yeah. think you could um can you link cars up like little um thomas the tank engine trucks where did only one <laughs> takes the hit and the rest are pulled do you know that like, you could have eight mates and you just sort of latch them in together to save fuel? And would that, would, you'd use the same fuel in the front one. Why would you do that instead of putting uh, like some kind of blow up doll or like a large uh, cardboard cutout of a person? In I was thinking to get to work because you go so slow anyway, you should take it in turns. Like eight mates meet at the, the beginning of the freeway and it's just a long road train and they're all linked and the rest can sort of just do work on their laptops and the cars are sort of hooked up onto the back of the other car and the other car. Do you know what I mean? Like have super trains where it's like, oh, nine of our mates. We just hook up on the front one. It's a fucking Hilux. And then they just, we link all the tow bars and the other eight don't have to drive. 
You can just be in the back sleeping? You could definitely do that. I think you would find that the uh, engine of the Ford Fiesta up the front would explode probably halfway to work, though. That would be the big problem. I don't know why you wouldn't just get cardboard cutouts made of each other, and then you can all use the carpool lane at oh, any yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, Look, this, wasn't, this didn't actually tie into the carpooling. There's probably better moves for carpooling. This was just this an idea I just thought. thought because I'm, I hate driving in traffic because you've got to start and stop so and start. So what you, what you effectively want to do is, is have a shuttle bus. Why don't you just catch a fucking shuttle bus, man? Well, or I get want, on a train. Because I want it to be annoying and it would be so good if cars were <laughs> linking up and you had nine cars in lanes. It's just, like, just annoying. Well, yeah, you could definitely do this, but I think you would, yeah, you would, you would explode an engine halfway there. You know what I mean? Like that's too much. That's too much weight for one of them to do. I used to do it um, because you can get away with it, but it was when I was uh, had a bit more testosterone in my system was <laughs> yeah. going in the emergency lane because you think like the traffic hates you and you feel the judgment, but you're in that emergency lane. I saw an ambulance do it once, and I'm like. Generally, the police can't really do a hell of a lot. Like, they're not that active on the freeways in the morning heading into work. Yeah. So you just yeah, cruise yeah. down the, the far left thing, just the whole way in, and just fuck it. And, like, there's normally <laughs> no one there. And you can do it, you know what I mean? You can, you can get away with it. Because it's not like there's a cop in there sitting in the traffic waiting to catch you. It's generally just fucking Joe Schmoes and... Uh, housewives and people going to school and you just get some angry tr- toots as you drive past an emergency the whole way. How rec- how long do you think you could do that before you're caught? Uh, I reckon a couple of mornings. I think someone would cotton on to it pretty quickly. And report you and say this dickhead in a Toyota with a brown door is just cruising. That's if you're on the freeway, man, I reckon you would have... Sure, I reckon someone would report you, and then they would be waiting at an exit. But yeah, because traffic's at a standstill, so it would have to, you would have to be grassed up to be caught. Because I, I've yeah. done it. I used to do it for sections, like not the whole way in, but you could do. You know what I mean? Like a long. And people run. are so angry. Like you can't even blame them for phoning that in because they're sitting there fucking furious that you're being a sneaky cunt like man if someone did that and then tried to get in in front of me i would not let them through you know yeah i'd be like back of the line fuckhead man i know a guy who has an emergency light like a little siren thing and it's what are they what are they called the the little oh yeah like the the police siren yeah 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 like a little orange one um that he he, it's a detachable one that he can stick on the roof of his um, oh, Nissan what a micro. Move, yeah, but man. hold on. That's the move. No, you're going to hate this. You look like an undercover cop and you just cruise through. But the reason he has it is because <laughs> he's a nurse at a hospital. So he bought oh. himself a fucking emergency siren in case, I don't know, someone had a catheter emergency. And they oh, had to... <laughs> and he has to, he has to, he's Clark Kent, he's out of uniform, but he's got it. There's an emergency. Anyone know a nurse? Is there a nurse in the house? We need a catheter. We need uh, hydration. Any, anyone here to change a bed stool? I've never seen them use it, but I love to imagine that it also just has a piss week, like a wee, wee. Do you know what I like about nurses is they often know more than the doctors because the doctors are like privileged, uh, uni, uni trained, whereas the nurse knows like, nah, just fucking tie off the dick with a rope. Do you know what I mean? They got, they got back things. You, nah, you can use your shoelace. It is on the job training. And they go like this. 
Look, it's a bit of swelling. Shoelace around there, and then you rub, you know, you rub a bit of salt there. Do you know? And then these uh, uni people are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm forcing him to drink his own urine. It will sedate." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They got, they got these street treatments because every time I've been in a hospital, like, I, I went in because my little boy uh, split his eye open on a coffee table this weekend, so I had to go in. Oh yeah, how did he piss you off, mate? That's the other thing. Like, you know you look unsavoury when there's domest- domestic violence <laughs> questions. Like going, yeah, but yeah, how yeah. did this really happen? And we're like, Man, was, coffee oh, table. When, they, when you took them in, did they at any point have someone else come in and have a private chat with them to make sure that the story is lined up? Yeah, yeah. They spoke to him and he kept pointing at me. Pointing at me and, <laughs> and then he left. He left in a van. <laughs> they kept asking, did, you, did your dad do this to you? And, and then he, he goes, what? Who? <laughs> Your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What dad? And they point at you and you go, he's not my dad. I don't know who this man is. You just slink out the back. <laughs> Kid prank yelling, you're not my daddy. you got to teach it. Hey, you're not my daddy. <laughs> oh, man, I had one one time. We were at a, at a souvlaki place and my dad whipped around. I said something like uh, just, you know, classic family, um, family roasting each other. And he whipped around jokingly to point at me and tell me to shut the fuck up. But he accidentally whipped me in the eye with his finger. And so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, it hurts. And I, I can feel tears coming out. And man, oh, I just start putting on the biggest show. I'm like 13 years old. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, why you always do this? And he's freaking out. Like, man, you can some Greek guy in the kitchen's poking his head around every everyone else in this place. It's like 100 square meters, man. It's fucking tiny. I'm like, you can see my eyes red. I'm crying. I'm yelling at him that he's always doing you this gotta to me. Stop. You gotta stop with the whiskeys. You gotta stop with the whiskeys. <laughs> Jeff, I know you've lost your job at the ticket <laughs> ticket parking thing. Yeah, it's not my fault, Jeff. And my dad's there, like, just shut up, F- fucking stop it. I'm like, no, I'm not. So I'm not gonna be quiet anymore. And he's like, stop it, you be, stop it, you fuck, you being such a piece of shit. And obviously, just making the whole thing look worse. How good is it when he he ends up assaulting you? <laughs> A second time and it becomes yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. He goes, shut the fuck up, cunt. And then he's got you in a headlock and then he's shaking your neck and they're like, that's it, mate. You slapped him once and now you're actually physically holding his neck. You're disgusting. Come with me. <laughs> and you man, die. the tension in that room. You are sicko, man. Was thicker than the giant's. Than the giant spinning lamb on that uh, on that rotisserie thing, it was so thick. Dude, you have to speak to him afterwards. So you screwed him well, so don't, much. Don't, this is the thing, man. Is that like the tension is like it's so thick and so heavy until I burst out laughing <laughs> at the end. Like, man, I fucking I strung it out for like a good minute, man. It was way too long. It was way too intense. I People love it, looked like they were about to step in and and then uh, gave it up at the end. It was great. We went to Bali when we were kids and. They had the, um, the young kids that would sell stuff. Do you know? And they seemed too young to do it. And I was trying to get them to do that. I was like, mate, you want to make some real money? I said, you get like that fat guy that in Star Wars and you just keep yelling that he touched you. He touched me or he tried to touch me. He tried to touch me. He tried to touch me. I said, just yell that on the street and you will fucking make it rain, man. I said, you yell that and say, that man tried to touch me. Which one? That man, that man. And then tell him, pay up, pay up, fuck face. Pay me like a thousand or I'm going to accuse you of, uh, and you get, you get, you know, it's a lot better than selling fucking yo-yos. You could, oh, yeah. you could roll those guys one after another. You know those because often they're dodgy as well. Like a fat, slimy man that's in Bali back alley by himself 
is oh, yeah. what the fuck's he doing there anyway? I'm like, don't ever leave IT department, mate. He's probably done something, Rumors. You're a loser. Don't go on holiday. No one wants you there. You're wrecking the vibe. I've had five pina coladas and you're killing my bars. <laughs> Seeing you, you know, the slime ball. Man, I was walking down this, uh, the main street in, in Kowloon, um, like towards the, the harbour, Hong Kong harbour, and uh, have you, uh, you spent time in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, man, yeah. Man, everyone on those streets, right, <laughs> who is trying to sell you uh, knockoff watches or some some fucking stolen goods it's an indian dude right it's always an indian dude oh i didn't find i didn't find that that's very racially insensitive <laughs> don't fuck <laughs> me on this man because it's like it's it's weird it's not it's like a. It's weird. It's it's almost like it's a, a mob or a crew. It's uh, mm. it's 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 not isolated at all. Um, and they uh, yeah, always an Indian guy is like, man, sell your suit, sell your suit, and he tries to take you up to some fucking apartment building or something yeah. or whatever. Anyway, man, I'm walking along there and I see uh, this woman wa- walking with her kid who must have been like four, four years old yeah. maybe, and one of these fucking creeps, man. He uh, takes a break from trying to hock these stolen watches. And I see him walk up to this girl. Like, the mum's walking away from him. He walks up to the girl and tries to grab the little girl's um, hand. Are you Man, serious? Fuck- yeah, dude. The girl slips him by, like, centimeters. Like, she looks up in horror. He gives, he gives her a little wave and then disappears into the crowd while the girl turns around and says oh, something to mate. her mum. And, I mean, I'm watching this and I'm like... I, I, I've got eyes you're on like, We'll about- get the next one, mate. We'll get the next one. We're on our holiday. <laughs> on our rock. Our rock Man, in oh, Hong Kong. Dude, he slipped away so quickly. I had eyes on him for maybe 15 seconds, and I'm just desperately trying to find a police officer. And then gone, man. Disappeared. And uh, to, to fucking predator another day. The, the best is if you get a photo of them, then they're fucked. Because I found that in Thailand. Like, I went there with work, and I would... Um, they, they were the old guys with young girls, like the young pretty girls. And, like, they were acting like, oh, Woody Allen, you know, just out on a night. But as soon as you took <laughs> photos, photos really fucking riled them up. They'd get so angry. And, and then I was like, yeah, because you know it's wrong, fuckhead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you think, oh, it's so relaxed. You can have drinks with me. You can have some fucking hors d'oeuvres. You're in the bar. I'm going to take, like, nine photos from you. And then I can see immediately you're riled up. Yeah, because you're fucking morally <laughs> reprehensible. And, and I'm... I'm flagging it for you do you know what i mean what? the photo flags it for them because they're like huh, 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 huh. Oh, no 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 don't capture this oh i'm more than happy to fucking just be at a normal bar acting like this is normal but when i'm just taking photos and saying yeah. hey mate i'm gonna tag up some of your mates in, in um in narrabeen hey see if they you know so get, get you some candid shots for your mates back at the community uh, notice board hand goes up in front of the face man the notice yeah. board he's covering his face they felt so like like they were flying free like that there was no accountability but a photo really brings them back into reality <laughs> boom there goes gravity oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I don't know if this is unique to the Gold Coast uh, International Airport, International Terminal, um, but when you fly out of there, all over the place, because it's a small terminal, but there's <laughs> everywhere you look, it just has there are these big signs that say things like, it's still a sex crime if you do it in another country. Like, we will still prosecute. No, we don't have that at all. 
that oh, is man. for you well, it's just a gold coast thing that's fucked but yeah like it's it says everywhere it's like it doesn't matter if you're in thailand australian law still applies <laughs> I know. everywhere you look man also as you drive into southport in this you know you know how they have like the the oh welcome to welcome to what was that place you fucking live in at the moment i can't remember perth no the suburb Duncraig. Duncraig. You know, you go, it would be like, welcome to Duncraig. The, Dun, with the fucking world's greenest grass. Always sunny. Duncraig, come on in. Man, the one for Southport as you come over the bridge says, <laughs> says Southport does not support domestic or sexual violence. <laughs> oh, dude, what a thing. Some countries it's like slip, slop, slap. Yours is don't rape. Have Don't a great trip. Rape. And if you go overseas, you still can't fuck kids, you fucking grummets. Hey, heads up, heads up. Have a mad Monday and you boys have earned it. Good boys, good game. <laughs> no, but rape applies in every country in this world. <laughs> Just a heads up. Just, you know, a lot, an often overlooked thing. Rape's applicable out in Thailand. <laughs> you know? But also, I think a little bit, I think those signs are a little bit iffy. If the age of consent is 14 in Thailand, that's the age of consent. Why is Australia prosecuting? I think the trafficking laws apply now, so they've uh, they've they've back engineered it so that our really? age applies everywhere. That's the that rule. That seems strange. Well, it sounds like someone has to do some backpedaling and check some of your <laughs> dates. Well, that seems strange. Well, I'm pretty I was sure. Just say, I'm pretty right, sure like that uh, uh, to protect kids and whatnot that they've um, the the same laws that apply in Australia. You can be prosecuted for breaking it there. So it's there like, as well. uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone will challenge me. And, and remember, if you are challenging me now, that there's a very good chance you're a pedophile if you're getting my <laughs> rape and go like, hang on, hang on, I've researched this. I've researched this. It's a very this. difficult position to defend. And look, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, uh, that you shouldn't be able to prosecute these people. My question, or my, my thought was just, it's a bit of a one-way street that you can go over and uh, be executed for, uh, for smoking a joint in one of these countries. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you can't fuck a 14-year-old and come back and get away with it. <laughs> Mate, I just love, I love the fact of someone arguing and going like, what I've said's wrong. And I'm like, it's weird that you're, acro- you're across all these laws, huh? It's fucking strange. And that you're virulently sort of supporting, ah! It's bullshit. It's it's wrecked. It's wrecked Thailand for me. I'll tell you that. Fucking wrecked Thailand. <laughs> if you ever find yourself saying, uh, "I think you'll find the age of consent is actually," uh, you, you need to reconsider your priorities. You're already doing something wrong, mate. It was like uh, the Seinfeld three day age of consent. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want yeah. a bit of a bit of a buffer, like Chris D'Elia was a bit like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's 18, but you're 37, and she's just giggling, going like. <laughs> Do you know, like, I don't know what you're getting out of this, mate. Like, it's very obvious what you are. But you know what I mean? You can't bring her along to our work drinks and not have us mock you, okay? Because, like, she's 20 years younger than you and it's fucking, it's horrific and it's really superficial and shit. If, you're, um, if your relationship is based mostly on the schematics of the legality surrounding the relationship, then it is probably Dude. morally reprehensible and you need to reconsider it. What? Who wants to hang out with an 18-year-old? Their frontal lobe's not even developed. They're just like, like, it's amazing. Like, they, <laughs> like, like, like. And you're like, 
I'm like, Jesus Christ, just get like. Mate, uh, some of them are actually real mature, Wolfie. Like, man, like some of some of them are smart, man. I've met some you know what? smart ones, bro. <laughs> I've got one. I've been banging one with an old soul. Hey, she is so wise. <laughs> she's so wise. She's taught me about fucking Daka and other Mate, shit. She's taught me about myself, you know? Like, look, at first I thought, hey, it's a bit weird. She's 18. I'm 39, but when you get to know her, she's actually like a real s- smart girl. I-, I love it because it's like putting a temperature gauge in a pool. You never realise. You're like, we get on like a house on fire. She's 17, I'm 44. <laughs> we got so much in common. I'm like, yeah, because you're a dumb cunt. You haven't learned anything in your life. You don't realise yeah, what yeah, that yeah. says about your brain. You're like, I yeah. just love it. You know, we're back doing funnels. You have some Jack Daniels. Yeah, you rip a fucking burnout on the way home. <laughs> fucking love it. It's so good to be around someone I like mine. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just sums you yeah. up. She's not an old soul, man. You're a dumb fuck. That's you're a dumb fuck exactly. and you're going like, you know what, it's weird, eh? I only really connect with 18-year-olds. I'm like, it's not weird <laughs> at all, mate. <laughs> it's not weird at all. So anyway, you've bashed your kid, you're in the hospital. and you've Yeah, got man, we're CIFs. in the hospital. Oh, wait, it's not CIFS yet. What is it, what is it here, the child protective? Is it CPS? I'm in there. So, like, I've got the kids most of the time in the hospital is dealing with the authorities and I'm doing sort of <laughs> tests and they're sort of trying to entrap me. And going, is it your son? I'm like, you've already asked that. I swear. And where are you living? And I said, look, I can't get into my mental health because you will take the kids. So I'm doing well. You know, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I like. Um, this idea, if you went to a psychologist and they go, like, you just spell out your your so- heart and soul. And when you leave, like your kids are taken off you. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, sorry, (laughs) my hands are tight. And your family's like, go in there, get counselling. You're honest. And you're like, I've got these dark, dark thoughts. And then when you leave the the place, like you're right The police is just waiting for you by your car. Your police are waiting. And they're like, what do you think, you idiot? Of course we're going to tell everyone. Your kids are gone. I'm like, you thought you were sad now. You don't have kids anymore. (laughs) You're like, I knew I shouldn't have been tricked. I shouldn't have been open. No, but what happened is I went in there and it was the classic one. The well-trained doctor that would always lord it up at work drinks with the nurse and then the mm. old nurse in her fucking Welling, Wellington boots, you know, with shit stain on the bottom, just going, give it to me. You know, this is how you do it. And she, the lady knew that she was being shown up because she was like, look, I, I, um, I'm, got, I'm getting the nurse to help out. I haven't done this a lot. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like I said, have you done... Glue stitching? It sounds like you've never done them. I said, like, I'm not trying to be weird, but if you haven't, like, can I get someone that's good? Like, I don't, I don't want to be a training dummy for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> not being an asshole, but what the fuck? But I think on the weekends at the hospital, you get all the grads because as you get more privileged, you're like, well, we're mm. playing golf. Exactly. So I, I've, heard, I've heard on weekends you go in with a broken arm and they go, no, nah, it's fine. It's just a sprain. And then on Monday you get a call back going like <laughs> – they fucked up. Cheryl fucked up again. <laughs> it's broken in nine places. She didn't Mate, know. It's, like- smith- it's smithereens, actually. What we thought we were looking at, uh, like the inside of a beanbag, but it was your arm, man. We had no idea. That guy had had no. It's clue. not minor surgery. It's going to require multiple pins. So like, it wasn't. We didn't miss anything. <laughs> it was smashed. <laughs> we have to go in and re-glue each bit of the bone together. It's like one of those uh, dinosaur jigsaw puzzles at the museum. It looks pretty fucking gnarly in there, dude. <laughs> 
mate, the thing is, they reckon once you you break it, the the joints, the where it heals is stronger, apparently. But it's not happened in my shoulder that I broke. No, that's not. That, of course, that's not true. I don't, I hate that man. That's the fucking what doesn't kill you thing makes you stronger. Yeah, maybe mentally it does, but your body is decomposing second by second. Yeah, man. They like, oh yeah, it doesn't kill you. And then Chappelle Corby's on that SAS show. She, she can barely even smile. I'm like, it's fucking killed her, dude. Maybe she's not dead, but I'm like, she is a a, a walking advertise, advertisement for suicide. Like, there's nothing left. Like, got that fish stare, man. That right? dead eye. Like, yeah. And she'd sit in that interrogation room and not say anything because she's like, she's willing to wait 20 years before she even says a word. Like, she's used <laughs> to playing the waiting game. But anyway, so this lady... Yeah, man, they, to double it all back, the nurse was often, and the, the, the more one that, the one that tried to lord it up actually knew less of practical skills. Yeah. Well, I think that, like, uh, I've got friends who are doctors and friends who are nurses, and, man, new doctors too, and that, that's, to- like, that's totally right. It's just a, a call at four in the morning from some superior going, hey, you need to do this now. And, you, you man, you're a fucking errand boy, you know. You're getting absolutely oh, ripped yeah. for the first couple of years. But think about the nurse because the nurse often has to do it all because you're in a government. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Anything practical, man, like sewing something up, stitching something back together, anything like that, a nurse 100% of the time. But I have asked my nurse friends uh, several times about – what I thought would be relatively basic things, you know, like drug interactions, like, oh, can I take this and this at the same time? Or can I do this and that at the same time? Or what does this mean? And it's like, oh, I've got no idea. It's like, aren't, aren't you a medical professional? And they're like, well, it's it's kind of a medical profession, but it's also kind of just like repairing, uh, like re- <laughs> repairing minor damage to a wood surface. You know? Yeah, man, totally, totally. <laughs> they're, they're more like that... Uh, that shark hunter on Jaws, like it's just on gut. Like they haven't been updated with any of the the update. They just got a feel. You put some chum in the water. They're like, yeah, the fish are biting today. You know, like it's all instinctual sort of reactions. Like they could yeah. totally fuck up as well and go like, nah, you've just dislocated it, but it's actually a nine p- place break. But all they do is they're they're spatch filler for the the gaps in the government health system. Do you know when it falls away? It's like, fuck, the nurse has to just step up and because the other dickhead's doing brain surgery from a traumatic car victim. So it's like, fuck, uh, Glenda's going to do uh, reconstructive surgery. Like, we, you know what I mean? Like, she's going to have to try pin the leg back. They have seen everything. It, man, it, ter- it terrifies me talking. One of my nurse friends, she just tells you stories and it's like, yeah. Like th- things that make your skin crawl. There's a there's a well, what is there's a couple of good Instagram accounts to follow, but they're basically gore pages for healthcare professionals and nurses, especially nurses. Man, they get on board, man. I like watching like squeezing of pimples or extractions where they pull out like those worms. Uh, those those. This is flies. so much worse, dude. I man, I like the I like a good popping video too. But this is like like she'll. My friend will show me a photo and it's like a, a dude whose entire thigh has been opened up and like the the bone is sticking out and she's like, oh, I saw a guy like this. And you're like, man, how the, how do you fucking sleep at night? Like, <laughs> Dude, it makes me think the worst thing would be if a doctor started laughing at your ailment. Like you get your dick out and they laugh or a nurse. It shows like it's really bad. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, that yeah. would be my biggest fear. You pull your pants down and the nurse starts laughing because they would have yeah. seen hundreds of dicks. They've seen everything. Do you know what I mean? Or they laugh at 
or, or they're shocked. Like you go, is it all right? And you see the nurse going like, holy fuck, just need a bit of air. And you're like, oh shit, I'm dying. Hey, she's like, holy fuck. It's a bit like the air hostesses when they're panicked. You're like, holy yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, fucking hell. You can see her having like a tequila shot and she's got her seatbelts on and it's like clarting the handles and you're like, fuck, there must be a terrorist up here. We're fucked. If you show your dick to a nurse and she makes a face, like just remember like the amount of fucking old man smegma she's chiseled off those fucking crusties who come in for palliative care or for a hip replacement. Uh, man, horrifying how quickly your uh, genital hygiene disappears uh, when you reach your 70s and 80s. Why would you clean <laughs> fucking it? Fucking horror stories, man, that I have heard about old man foreskins. Oh, <laughs> why would you clean it? It's not why your job. You- and it's not he's, as a nurse. No, I'm saying no. What? I was being an asshole. I was just saying like, oh, well, oh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can outsource that. You now. go. It's free health. I've paid for this with my taxes for years. Get in there. <laughs> Get it. <clean. laughs> I've outsourced dick washing duty. I just wait till it gets so bad that they take me in the ambulance. And then imagine that, dude. You get to an age where you just stop washing your dick. And they've just got to tend to it every three months when it's, it's severely infected. <laughs> and you go in there and just get some Pepsis and watch some movies and go like, fix it. And they go like, can you please wash it? And you're like, I paid my taxes for years as a welder. You fucking keep giving me antibiotics and cleaning it. I'm not touching that dick ever again. It's dead to me. It doesn't even move. It doesn't move anymore. I'm not touching it. What's the point? Haven't had an erection in eight years. What the fuck? What am I going to do? It's just annoying looking at your dick. Dude, your dick gets longer and changes colour. Hey, do you know this? <laughs> how's, how's yours going? Mate, mine, my dick is uh, like a black dick but small. <laughs> no, it goes a different colour. No, I'm saying don't they get um, – do, do your ears and nose keep growing and your dick keeps growing? No, maybe not. I don't know about the ears or, or nose. I don't know about the dick. No, your ears definitely grow your whole life, dude, and your nose. May, okay, maybe. Um, but I, I mean, the only thing I know is that your uh, your testicles continue to descend until it uh, until you're dragging them around on the carpet, right? Yeah, I, I think I've seen that because I remember my grandpa changing, and I was like, "What is? What are those?" <laughs> because I thought, "Fuck!" I thought he must have like elephantitis because I saw I must have seen the ball bag, but I was like, "Fuck, that's a long dick." But it was the ball bag hanging. And you know how they used to have all those, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not and, like shows? They'd be on TV all the time. And, and it'd be like, the, the world's biggest tumour. How are you, as a kid, not supposed to confuse an old man's genitals when you're down at the pool getting changed and a tumour? And you're running up to... You just think... You're going rocking around thinking that gran, granddad's got a tumour. You're telling mum, granddad's yeah, got a yeah. tumour. I saw it. It's like that TV show we watched. It's huge. It's long. It's horrible. <laughs> Mate, this is why you have to you have to wear pants around kids all the time because I think <laughs> yeah no you definitely age, have to wear <laughs> any kid that runs to another parent and has insight into your dick you're in a lot of trouble do you know what I mean oh yeah granddad's dick doesn't look right I'm like red flags granddad's <laughs> going to the police station now <laughs> granddad's dick should never be seen I'm like why the fuck did you see granddad's dick tell me right now do you know what I mean like. <laughs> 
And what scenario does he have his dick out? I'm like, fucking hell, have some hygiene, man. Like, change behind a, a towel or something, don't you think? I don't want <laughs> yeah, my kids to, to see my his grandparents' dick. If I do, I'll be angry. Don't you think? <laughs> man, I don't know what pool changing rooms are like nowadays, but they were a real fucking free-for-all when I was coming up, you know? Oh, yeah, you always have that old man that's like... The shriveled dick, he doesn't care because his he's wife left him. He's walking from the shower to the clothes. Oh, he forgot the soap. He's back to the shower. He's just he's just wandering around in a circle near the sauna with his cock out. His wife left him and took his soul and there's nothing left. It's just a husk. And he doesn't care, man. Like the little... You no. Know. But I've always respected that. And then I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter, man. If you if you're if you're like if you back yourself like I was like that guy's a fucking kill, king, you know what I mean? Like he had this shriveled mm. little dick ball bag, and I was like, suddenly he was like uh, he was like a Greek god to me, just the way he handled himself. Like I was, you know. Back to the old man foreskin thing, uh, or old man dick hygiene thing. Is it that you stop caring as you get older? You you can't physically take care of it yourself as you get older or does time just start to go so quickly that you think man i thought i washed it this morning and it's oh no that was three weeks ago i I haven't had a shower i haven't bathed in three weeks i don't know what's going on i think what happens is you do it for so many years and then there's no real net benefit because you're in there they tell you you've got kidney stones (laughs) you're dying anyway and you're like it's all a light, brushing your tear. You know what I mean? Like you, you've probably lived a good life. You've eaten muesli. You've done exercise. And then they're telling like your body's trashed. And you're like, I'm 67. What do you mean? And then you're like, there's no way. Fuck it all. Do you know what I mean? I think once you're sick, you don't care anymore. You're like, why am I washing my dick? I've got cancer, dude. I just can't imagine getting to a point where I refuse to wash my own penis. Mate, you, you get stage three cancer. You're not watching, you're not washing your dick anymore. I reckon if I get stage three cancer, I'm still washing my penis because there's nothing worse than walking around with a dirty feeling penis. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? If you haven't showered in two days, right? And then you fuck, like you change or you go to the bathroom and you go like, oof, oof. That that is not a nice scent. That's not a, it feels bad. It's soupy. It's awful. It affects you because you end up with rashes and stuff. Trust me, I've tried it. And you end up like, what the fuck? (laughs) I've got, I've got scabs, man. Or not scabs, but you get rashy and you're like fucking the inside of my leg starts chopping up. If you don't wash for two days, you're like, it starts to like rub on itself with the, the, there's no, you know what I mean? Like it goes toxic. After I dislocated my shoulder, oh, you've been in a sling for your shoulder before, haven't you? And man, I don't know why they don't bring this up as soon as you, as soon as they put the thing on and they send you on your way. The first thing they should tell you is get, go get some baby powder and fucking talc that bad boy up. Because sling rash is the most offensive smell, feeling oh, yeah. situation, and none of the none of the hospital staff warned me at all. So like four days in, I I'm still in my sling, and I, I don't know. I was I guess testing the limits of what I could yeah. do, or I felt an itch, and man, just putrid, dude. Oh, and it's red and it's inflamed and you're on the oh, you're online like what the fuck and they're like oh yeah sling rash like you gotta go get this powder and i'm like what why would no one tell me this i'm shoving fucking napkins under there no one tells you anything <laughs> they wait for you to come in but it's the same like with uh, when you get plaster paris and then it comes out and it's sort of like a green troll 
leg. Do you know? And you realize, fuck, movement, cleaning has a big impact. It's this hairy fucking stump. Do you know, like, when you have a broken leg and the, the oh, muscle like a cast, you mean? Yeah, 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 cast, the plaster paris, and then what's left is virtually like a corpse when it comes out. Oh, it's green, yeah, yeah, yeah. stinky. It's You're like, fuck, horrible. sunlight. And then you realize maybe sunlight and exercise and shit do have a benefit <laughs> because that looks fucking rotten, man. <laughs> That's like another, like, like a troll's leg, do you know, for yeah. a while. Terrible. Absolutely fuck, man, terrible. I've got to wind up soon. I can't do too long one. Oh, really? What time do you have to fucking dip out? Well, I've, I made it up, so now I've been caught <laughs> on a lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, let's get into... Picks of the week. And then, man, I've got this written down. I, I came up with a, what I thought was a pretty good idea, I think, for, for trading. Because it's so easy to lose the emotional investment when you're trading, right? Or you let the emotions take over and you see yeah. red and you and and you've you've had this because you're messaging me constantly screaming um but uh you, you're, you're trying to you're trying to claw back you're not playing logically you're playing through fear you're playing through greed no well it's a bit like it's a bit like the the mesa bus trade because the sensible thing was i'd missed the 40 percent increase so the sensible thing was to uh, let this news hit without holding it because mm-hmm. they were upside was maybe 20% downside 40 and it was like the safe bet was to go well let's wait for proof of product and then go all in and then you know you live to fight another day but I was brewing yeah. from the the cowardice from the previous trade do you know what I mean so exactly. it was an emotional trade and it was done out of spite and the only person I spited was myself like now I'm sort of in <laughs> damage control and recovering and I'm like why did I do that there was no point like it was it was too much of a binary outcome like it was too much you know, yeah, in, in so your emotions, uh, yeah, your emotions got the best of you, and that's obviously the worst way to trade. So, what if we took that, uh, the the lack of connection and the lack of um, uh, and and too much emotion and not enough logic, right? And then you, instead of having it be uh, a logical thing, you turn it into a physical thing. So we hook up a couple of clamps to the nipples, and then yeah. maybe I was I don't I'm just off the top of my head maybe a little a little one a little uh, electrode up the bum yeah. on the prostate right and then when your position's going well and you're in the green you get a little prostate tickle ooh, feels nice stay in it feels great and then when it starts dipping red ooh, that hurts oh. start pinching then you've got I electrodes on there you've got a current running through you try level off your feelings so like you could do it yeah. even in stand up as well like when you think you're doing well it starts to send and this is why some of the greats don't take the feedback because you're like, dude, you killed it. And they're like, no, I suck. I fucking suck. I'm killing myself tonight. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and because their, their system doesn't give them the feedback. And that's the dream trader. They're going, you killed it. And you go, I feel nothing. And then when, it, when it's going down, you feel not panicked. And you just basically make rational choices. And they're like, do you know what I mean? No emotion to it at all. Just in there yes. like, a, like a serial killer. So now when everything's going red and you're in a position you're like nah it's still gonna come right you've got to if you want to stay in it you have to put up with the pain it has to be worth the pain if the if if your if your play is going real bad and it's down it's down five percent it's a little bit painful it's down 15 percent. it's agony man you better really fucking believe in this trade oh mate this is our we this is one of the things that we can develop which is 
pay it forward. So the reality of what you're doing is brought there with the real pain. The, yes. The, the pain of your wife leaving. So as you do this <laughs> shocking trade, you suddenly in tears. Just going, I shouldn't have, I love you, I love you so much, I love you. And then you're like, I'm going to sell. Do you know, like the reality of like the miso trade versus how I feel now, I feel that before the market closes and I'm like, oh, 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 you know, and you make more of a a measured decision because the full ramifications of what you're doing is brought forward. This is the dream. The the elation and you go, oh, we'll feel good. So you go, I'll feel good if it goes up 20%. But then you actually have that feeling and you also have the feeling of the down and you're like, oh, no, it's not worth it. So you get a true, rather than being in your current emotion, which is just uh, dreaming of jet skis and going, (laughs) I want jet ski. I want a jet ski. I want a jet ski. You actually get a measured feeling of the pain of seeing your wife go down the driveway. And then you're like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm going to take the margin out and we're going to live to fight another day. Do you know what I mean? And then on other occasions, you're like, the elation, it really brings it forward. You could five bag here and you get that true feeling and you're like, I'm all in. It's worth it. Yeah. Dude, you weigh the two off. I think it's even if it's not a viable retail product, I think just for you, we should probably develop well, it. Well, you know what we should do is just, um, to be honest, every time I think something, you should just zap me because there's problems <laughs> with all my thoughts. So what we do is just attach it to my nipples and whenever I think, just zap my dick. And then I'll just stop thinking. <laughs> That's basically what I want. Every time I have a thought, oh, let me go get a coffee, just zap my dick and go, like, it probably won't end well, cunt. Just sit here. <laughs> Don't do anything. Stop thinking. Now, we, um, we incorporated Sure Thing Podcast Proprietary Limited. That's, it's a, we're legit now, man. We have a certificate from ASIC. Mate, we've got it all because we've, we've got our pyramid Patreon, but then we've also yep. got the ability to trade and uh, trade supers and liquid funds into yeah. investments. But there, I suppose the structure for like, say, a super, you know, is probably more measured and balanced. Do you know what I mean? Like putting it in uh, a couple of, you know, so it would be a very different strategy. But it's all there, mate. The, 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 the capabilities are there. Do you know what I mean? If people wanted, were interested in hearing the, the full idea of what actually goes on, then they can reach <laughs> out to us. Do you know, without, without the, all the, the jokes and the, the, the camaraderie, you know, like the, the bravado and stupidity, obviously. I think the funniest thing for me is, man, I, I always see people like they've got 25 grand in super mm. and I'm like, it's, what, what is that? Like, it's fucking embarrassing. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, just think about it. You take that 25 forward to when you're 65, it lasts you... That doesn't, that doesn't even last six months. So you no. might as well just go straight on welfare. Like, what, what do you think? You're going to be a fucking hero and buy your dog biscuits for six months? I'm like, it's so pathetic and, and, and piddly. It's, it's virtually worthless in keeping. So in my opinion, it's better to get that jackknifed up. Everyone talks of compound. Well, you compound $25,000. $25, I'm like, no, nah, you don't really, hey? It's a joke. 25,000 ends up at 100, which means you pay for your own uh, retirement for two years. Good on you, mate. What's the standard uh, uh, return rate for a super fund? It's like what, in the 5% region? Well, mate, if you compound in what they get, it's very rare. Like they say you need over a mil to retire comfortably, 1.2. And uh, the trajectory of most people is that they'll never make that. 
they might make four to six hundred thousand on if you if it's very easy, man. You just go onto the internet and type in compound interest and put in what you earned last year on your super and put mm. that into a compound interest calculator and then also include their fees and you'll find out that um, and and you can even put in your your wage. The only thing that saves people is the wage increasing, and this is what's weird to me because you hang on for dear life. You're on trajectory to be a top lawyer. And then yeah. you, you, you beg, borrow and steal with your 25 grand. I'm like, you're eventually going to be a top lawyer earning 2 million, 3 million. What the fuck are you wasting your time saving when you're getting, uh, you're needing five <laughs> grand a month or five grand yeah. a year? It's like, it's just pointless. Your trajectory is already gone. You might as well blow that on boats and, and jet skis. Do you know what I mean? Like it, either it's going to work or it's not. I'm just saying I don't think 25 grand compounded forever is even even very good. Do you think? I'm looking man, I'm looking at Superfund performance. Like they've got a, a nice little chart that aggregates over yeah. the past 23 years. Um and I mean 3 3 to 10 on a, on some really good years like some big boom years. 15%, which is then followed by minus 6 and minus 12. So let's average it out and say 6% or seven percent even. Okay, so so seven seven percent I think would double it over ten years, right? So it's like so twenty five twenty five grand and you've got twenty years working left for most or whatever, you know, so twenty five mm. grand would would end up at a hundred. And then it's like uh, if you look at the cost of living that would uh, with inflation and whatnot, maybe you could Yeah, what I was gonna say, what's the rate of inflation for that? Yeah, you could probably, uh, no one factors in inflation, cost of living goes up. So 150, maybe I end up with 100, 150. That, that would probably be enough to live on for 18 months. Yeah, so probably. then you're like, what, you're the big <laughs> hero at the bowls club. Oh, fucking Jeff who did the parking. He managed to pay his own way for 18 months, but now he's on the dole like the rest of us. So I'm like, I just don't understand why people are more panicked about their trajectory because you're in you're in this car and you can see a brick wall coming and you're just all like waving to other cars like ah, it's gonna be so good. I'm like there's a brick wall like most people are gonna end up on social welfare at the end especially some cunt that's got 25 grand right now oh yeah well if we're going up seven percent every year and you take away 2.5 percent for inflation every year of that anyway you're coming in with what four Four and a half percent. Well, the the reality is, what you need is a you need a balance thing. So you've got some that goes at the seven, but you need one or two um, Melbourne Cup winners. Like you need a big right. fucking yeah. hail mary. You need a, <laughs> an afterpay that goes from you know two dollars to one hundred and four. Like you you mm. actually have to get that. And then the other thing is for me, like with my super, I just trade it because it's like well. I feel like if I if I need it, then I lost anyway because I didn't really want my career to be like. Well, he he had a great super at the end of it. I'm like, I want to <laughs> self fund. Yeah. Do you know the yeah, idea yeah, yeah. for me is that at the end, if I need my super, well, then I I, I would rather just overdose on heroin because I'm like <laughs> I had such a pathetic career, like I wasn't able to accumulate enough wealth in my own life. So so then I tapped into that on the way out. I'm like. Who cares? I might as well go into state housing at that point and just give up. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. How, how long has the super system been uh, around in Australia? I don't know, man. I think it came in the 70s, 80s. It's pretty new, man. No one's really thought about it. Well, that's it. the thing that worries me is that because 
it's an institution if you're born after it comes in um but it's not been around forever and what 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 does the economy look like in 40 years you know say you're in your 20s now and you're expected to well i mean what's the age of retirement now 67 dude it was brought in in 1991 91 man that's it's it's my age superannuation is fucking my age old if you uh yeah if you look forward 40 years like what what do you think the economy is going to look is there going to be an economy and people are like oh mate you got to get your super got to get your super up it's like man in 40 years either we're all going to be on universal basic income or yeah. it's going to be mad max like it, what are you yeah yeah totally and, what the fuck are you talking about and the the thing is like it's so patronizing because it's like that that the idea that if they didn't uh, implement it that you wouldn't have your own plan like you wouldn't make your own plan like they had to in 1991 they said all these dumb cunts are just coming to the end and then quitting their postal job <laughs> and then just go like what now what now <laughs> do you know what I mean like as if you wouldn't have formulated some idea like I'm gonna get a farm or there's some dream <laughs> or some end goal like it's like we have to fucking twist their arm and take 10% because otherwise these dumb fucks will just fuck it all up do you know what I mean at the end they will have no plan it just it does seem sort of reactionary to the death of uh like the regular middle class dream which is white picket fence own your own home have a couple of kids and you know you've worked hard you retire and you have got a and you live out your twilight years and it's a beautiful time and that kind of started to die and they thought okay well we've made it really really difficult for people to get by they really yeah, totally. have to have their nose to the grindstone now so we've got to sort of enforce some sort of system well that's it man it's life support it's a life support it system is. they're going look trust us you can have a great career you're in the government we're going to pay you well but also you need a ventilator to keep you alive for the last 20 <laughs> years because we won't have paid you adequately so, so, so you yeah. know I mean? we, we need this catch out and you you won't actually have your dream. And it comes at the and it comes at the very end of the '80s. So you've got these scummy, these fucking scummy um, uh, stockbrokers and financial institutions that were like, yeah, we can get on board with this, right? Like this is great. Yeah. Oh, oh, super. What should we do with all the money that they put away? Oh, why don't we? Why don't we have it mandated that it goes into these big funds and we'll we'll get our very best guys on it and they'll be trading it and working it up just like. It's Wall Street. They don't do it because they end up with a trillion dollars and they can't. Of course move. they don't. So there's no. Yeah, they can't. There's no nimbleness. It's just basically, they they buy a little bit of everything. When the market crashes, they can't sell because they're like they'll crash the whole <laughs> index. So they end up yep. just saying, ride it out long term. It always pays off. I know it dropped twenty percent and then another thirty, and we didn't do anything. But at the end of the day, it's not important. It's about where you end up. Let me show you this compound interest calculator. <laughs> I, and you're like, why? why why didn't you get out, dude? Like, it was crashing. Why didn't you sell in the first hour? Sorry, we had a trillion dollars to exit. That's not feasible. Do you know what I mean? No. But don't worry, we've got your best interest at heart. <laughs> and it's like they can't actually do their job, right? Because what they their money is good if you had a trillion dollars. The yield's mm. great if you've got a mm. trillion. If you've got 25 grand, their yield's fucking pathetic. Because mm. it's like, do you know what I mean? A trillion dollars to get 7%, fuck, good going. But 25 grand to get 7%, fuck. Who's been stealing? Put it on a horse, man. 
Put it yeah. on red three times. You'll you'll be fine. Don't worry but about it. But you know what I like about it as well? They have all these salary sacrifice and tax incentives, but it's always like um, first adopter, like trying to get you on Uber or Ola. Free and free free for the first ride. And the whole the whole <laughs> trick is um, to just get you on the platform. There's no way by the time we retire that we won't be absolutely slammed when that honeypot's loaded and brimming with money that we won't be taxed fully on the way out. These are incentives just to get boomers to do it and get us on board. By the, I bet you by the time I'm 65, I'll be like, what do you mean? And they go, yeah, 48% tax on the way out. Sorry, mate. <laughs> if you think you're touching your fucking superannuation in 40 years. And they'll be like, mate, we still haven't cured coronavirus. Oh. So like we're in a big <laughs> hole. No one's left their house. It's been 40 years, but we've got great things. COVID-59. It's the worst one yet. It just keeps getting worse We'll see, but look... Check this chart. It'll be 50 years on and go like, look, but look at the case chart. No one's ever left their house, but like, look at the cases. They've really dropped off. A lot of people, (laughs) we're not even sure if a lot of people are alive in their house anymore, but the cases, look at that chart. Look at the 40 year mark where people really (laughs) fell into deep depression and started taking their own lives. Cases dropped off. (laughs) Suicide really cut through those cases. Daniel Andrews is giving his daily update in 40 years and just going, look, we've only had one case in the past week. It's pretty good for Victoria. We're really flattening the curve. We think that we're going to be able to let people dance in nightclubs again any minute now. But man, it like it doesn't it doesn't make sense because uh, like you were saying with moving a trillion dollars out of the market, you can't move a trillion dollars out of the market in super funds because it, it does it crashes everything Dude, don't you like everything. that don't you like daniel daniel andrews though like i love it it's like when the politicians try to pretend they're into sport and he's like yeah we're gonna have some beers and he goes yeah i don't reckon i'll having beers i think i'll have some fucking something higher up on the shelf and i'm like no you won't <laughs> and one thing you need to know if i do have a party don't fucking be there mate because i know you're lying <laughs> You don't look like a party boy. He's like, oh, I'm going to cut sick. Come on. You know what else he's like as a bear? And they've all bought into um, Bob Hawke's branding. But I'm like, you don't drink, mate. And he's like, yeah, we're going to, you know what we're going to do? Have some snaggers, fucking throw back (laughs) some beers and really, you know, have a dance with the tart. Going to have a great night. I'm like, fuck off. Just be what you are, man. He should have just said, look, yeah, I'm not a big drinker. But it'd be great to take the dog for a walk. That's who he is. He must be so fucking stressed, man. Every day, I'd hate that job right now. Why? Why would he be like he? This job is like this is what I like about these high these jobs. If you get it wrong, what what happens? Nothing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you just get voted out. You just do anything. Just see what happens. Well, yeah, and you do get a sweet pension, but. I no, I still imagine that the volley of shit coming at you every day would be pretty. Uh, man, dude, you saw uh, Obama after his uh, eight years, right? He looked yeah. horrific. <laughs> he was he was destroyed. It's death by a thousand cuts, man. It's it's death by a billion tweets. That's what it is. You get yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah, constant yeah. dinging, and I don't just mean Twitter, but dinging of people going like. Uh, hey, Dan, we've got a, there's another situation and oh, this thing's, and there's an outbreak over here and this thing's coming and the attack and the cat and all this stuff and it just keeps going and going and going. I don't, man, I don't know how he, he must be hopped up on some fucking sweet benzos. Yeah, well, it, it just, I suppose it just depends if you detach and they just go like, look, cases are up and this and you're like, look, mate, I'm trying to, I'm trying to putt here. 
I want to sink this. I'm, I'm, I'm on a birdie. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah. but mate, there's people like we need an answer. And you'd be like, mate, I'm, I've got a subpar round on right now. Fuck off. <laughs> and they're like, mate, you're the guy that makes the decision. I'm like, let's be real. Can anyone fix this shit? Probably not. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fucking hard. Right, we'll do our best. But man, with the, back, back to the supers. Um, yeah, for the same reason you can't pull a trillion dollars out of the market because it, it sinks mm. the market and it fucks everyone over. It's like, man, the, the superannuation system, it is a pyramid scheme because it's based on a forever inflating GDP. Like the GDP has to continue going up forever and ever. And that's the that's the flaw in capitalism is as soon as there's no more track left, the progress stops and the system doesn't work anymore because it's a system based yeah. on moving forward. So your money becomes less and less valuable. You, the GDP goes up, but the G, like the GDP goes up because people are working harder. The technology has in, has increased, and it, it's all in, it's inflation as well. That's what's camouflaged it all. Like there's no such thing as limitless growth, but we managed to achieve it with technology and you know working harder and give the impression that we keep growing. Four or five percent per annum, but it's impossible. Like we're on a rock, man. But things change. They 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 found water on the moon. Took them a while. Did you see that? Was that NASA's big announcement? There was yeah. They said they found water. Fuck. Oh, that's great. We'll have another couple of weeks of uh, fluids once uh, we drain this planet of all of its resources. Mate, I want moon water. Like that would be that. That's premium. Pellegrino, you're like fucking moon water, man. That's what you need. I like it's, that, the other shit feels shit on my teeth. I want it extracted from another planet and shipped in with rocket fuel and cost yeah. thousands of dollars just to have that drop on my tongue. Put that in the soda stream. But man, yeah, the thing is, the the super thing is a crazy idea because it's um it's it's it is quite good though because what they previously would have done is just jacked up the tax and had the Daniel Andrew or the government take that 10% and then backlog it and have it ready to go when you retired. But at least they've mm. said, look, we're not going to tax you more. You, we'll just take 10% and you guys have a crack. Pop it on a horse, pop it on a greyhound, <laughs> see what happens. But it's, it's probably the greatest gamble of them all because you work and then you retire. And even if your super fails, like worst case scenario, you probably end up where everyone is. So it's like, yeah, why yeah, would, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the only bet that you get that, uh, that you've got a net beneath you anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like the outcome, it, I, don't get me wrong, if you've got multi-millions, you definitely, you're on a different sphere. But I'm saying mm. if you're in the smaller demographic, it's a shot at the title. You get to throw a punch. But a lot of people end up just uh, saying, nah, you know what? I'm going to play it safe and just, you know, be in the corner, just working a little bit and a bit of rope and dope. I'm like, just have a swing, <laughs> man. It, it, you could end up with a fucking, you know, you could end up getting some traction. I feel the thing as well with investment is it's great to piddle along, but you really want to jumpstart it. Like you, you, you've got to make a big, a big, big early plays and then you can sort of go into um, management. Do you know what I mean? Just uh, steadily focusing on compound but with yeah. like a 25 you need to get that up to 200 and then you can start talking business don't you think yeah of, of yeah, like let sure. me do a, a slow growth because that will take it to two mil over its life cycle 25 will struggle to make it with no further add-ins would probably only make it to 150 maybe 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 more i think the core takeaway is, is that like 
it's uh i, I still i just think the biggest gamble is that it's like you're you spend you're gonna spend 50 years building a net for yourself and then you're hoping at the 50 year mark that there's someone there to hold the net you know like at the end of the day you may have just created a very expensive net <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I like because so many hardworking Australians they end up saying, "Well, look, I was self-funded re- retiree," and then when yeah. they actually look at what they're drawing down, it's only marginally better. So you just get a better brand of dog food that you're eating in yeah. your caravan. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, but it was self-funded. It was self-funded, and we got our own that better brand of catty litter. Oh. I've got one of the biggest post boxes on the street. No one knows I'm in there. It's it's got air conditioning from it's piped in under under the ground. It's great. It's a great post box, dude. I love this Banksy esque uh, housing scheme where it's uh, <laughs> utility boxes or or electricity boxes that look like and you've got a bed in there and you've got a little running water and you get it set up. And then you've got one in London, one in New York, you've got one in Sydney. Your dream is just being a step away from homeless. Yeah, but imagine the moment where you're walking with comedy mates and you're like, night boys, and then they see you sort of wrench open the side of a post box and climb inside and shut it behind. (laughs) They see you slither in through the slot in a post box to curl up in a ball, your neck twisted to the side. And they go, dude, do you have to sleep standing? And I'm like, yeah but it's free. And then they go, can you shut the door? And they shut you off into a post box and you're squatting there. And you're like, and you're like, even, even then you'd get harassed because sometimes an angry, like psycho Steve would come and kick the letterbox randomly. (laughs) And you'd wake up and go, what the fuck? Inanimate object. This guy's kicking it. I'm like, this is my fucking holiday house, cunt. I bought this with my superannuation. Man, would you be mad if at the, at retirement age, Maybe, let's say, two years before retirement, you spent all this time making these fucking forced contributions to your super and growing it and growing it. And two years beforehand, they go, hey, guys, universal basic income. We've had to rejig the whole economy. It's, it's all oh. based on stamps now. you got a stamp for phone. you got a stamp for food, a stamp for bed. It's, you just use these stamps. You can do whatever you want. There's unlimited stamps. Everyone was a utopia now. You're oh, like, but mate. what about my fucking... 10% man I could have been I could have been living 10% better this whole time <laughs> yeah that's the thing that's the thing you got to value the the money as well hey it's like 10% which would be 10% better everything versus mm. down the line and it's like I don't know like fuck maybe if you got a little bit better computer with that extra 10% your business might have not failed do you know what I mean or like yeah. a slight <laughs> you had a slight bigger budget for marketing because you hadn't had to put that money into an empty fucking bag that's just buried burying money <laughs> it's like an old granny that buries her jewelry in the garden I'm like well what is it then like my nan was like that she buried her jewelry and then it was just in the garden and I'm like it doesn't exist then, man. Like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't understand. I'm like, and she, I don't want it stolen. I'm like, it is stolen. You're not using it. Don't you understand? I'm like, you've robbed yourself. In the dirt. You've robbed yourself of joy. And I'm like, it's. She goes, it's five lefts there, two left, and then a hop, and then you dig 14 <laughs> meters, and the my 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 favorite necklace is there. I'm like, you stole it from yourself. Don't you work? Don't you understand? It's so obvious. <laughs> G'day guys, it's Wayne Byers, Chairman of APRA, the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority. The man who oversees banks, credit unions, financial institutions, insurance providers and, the reason I'm here to talk to you today, superannuation. 
Did you know that 1992, Australia decided that you have the right to a little nest egg at the very end of your life? This nest egg is called superannuation, and it's the reason that 10% of your wages go into the pockets of huge, friendly companies like Suncorp, ANZ, and Kogan. Yes, that's right, Kogan have a super fund. That is fucked. Every year, at 40 hours of work per week, with four weeks of annual leave, you work 1,920 hours. That's not including the average 4.6 hours of unpaid overtime Australians do every week. That means that every year, the big friendly company of your choosing, like your mates at Kogan, ING, or Bendigo Bank, take 192 hours worth of your income. Why, you ask? Well, they gamble it on the stock market, on property, and some of it just sits in a big pile of cash. Assuming that you start working in some form or another from the age of 18, and that you make it to the retirement age of 67, 49 short, sad years later, your enormous friendly company will have taken 9,408 hours over the course of your life. That's 392 days or 1.07 years if you need me to do the maths for you. And then they invest it, so that when you're hooked up to the ventilator and you can't move your fingers for the arthritis, somebody, you, is there to foot the bill. Now, it's important to note that this is hard, hard work, and it's not free. In fact, it's not even cheap. For the privilege of managing a $50,000 super fund, your mates at QSuper take $415 every year to deal with this troublesome burden. Suncorp take $587 every year, while our very bestest friends at local government super take $631 every year to make sure that they can grow your tiny, insignificant pittance into a sum large enough that it isn't more economical to shoot you in the face when you turn 75. So, how are these big super funds doing? Well, let's compare. The average high-performing super fund has managed to gain between 4.7 and 5.7% per annum over the past five years. That means that in one year, on average, they managed to turn your $50,000 super fund into a $52,850 super fund. Well, $52,350 after their fees and charges, of course, which increase in turn with the size of your super fund. But that's pretty good, right? $2,350 more in just one year for when you finally stumble over the finish line at 67, or at age 70 if you were born after 1966. But let's see how that 5.7% stacks up against the rest of the Australian economy. The all-time yearly average growth across all ordinaries on the ASX since 1900 is 13.2%. Now, I know you're thinking, does this mean that if I took my money, spat on it, and threw it at a wall, I would outperform every Australian super fund by double and a bit more? Well, yes. Yes, you would. And you wouldn't have to pay the $587 annual fee for it either. In fact, let's compare year to year. In 2017, super saw 9.4% returns. Every other stock on the market, 12.5%. In 2016, super. 10.8% returns. The entire ASX, 11.6. 2017, 
2015. Super, 3%. The ASX, 3.8. Don't worry, there are some wins for Super though. Like in 2014, when they managed 9.8% returns, while throwing your money at an index tracking fund would have only netted you 5. Or when they minimized losses during the GFC. Although you might think this is a touch redundant when you look at 2013, when supers pulled in 12.8% versus 19.7. Or maybe 2009, where they pulled in 10.4% compared to 39.6% that you could have made by having a punt on the stocks. But don't worry. With the power of superannuation, you never need to worry about personal finance ever again. You'll never need to educate yourself. You'll never need to learn how to use the percentage button on your calculator. And what are the chances that this 29-year young system won't be relevant by the time you're retiring at 75? Don't think about it. Throw some more in the pot. Let somebody else think for you. Because, as we say here at APRA, superannuation. Surely it's not just a fucking scam. Dude, I've got to go because I've got six minutes left before my uh, computer crashes. What do you mean crashes. you got six minutes left, man? I needed you to fucking go. We were going to go through the uh, sign up, the sign up well, process. Just sign up. It's not hard, you dumb fuck. <laughs> as well as uh, as well as being a very convenient sounding uh, reason to gamble. Dude, I've got superannuation. Yeah. Sorry, go on. What do you, What have you got? I've only got eight minutes left on my laptop before it what, crashes. Can you, why can't you plug it in, man? We can finish this up. Yeah, well, look, I Come also want to. I want to go. Give me, give me twenty more minutes, and we'll. No, we'll I wrap can't. It up I can't. Nice. We got to build this up. This is like we just allude to it because we're going to do some more work <laughs> on getting it finally ready. <laughs> All right. Okay. Listen, as well as being a very convenient uh, excuse to gamble your money away on a comedy hedge fund uh, you gamble your super away on a comedy hedge fund uh through a podcast uh it's also true so the super it won't it won't be worth anything so you might as well have a punt so you can now hopefully by the time this launches at least you can go to surething.money uh that's yeah. the web address surething.money and you can invest in sure thing and andrew wolf a registered stockbroker will Gamble your super and liquid money away <laughs> into massive profits. Well, obviously, this is we'll have a proper conversation outside of this. Do you know what I mean? Like the real. Oh, look, the real if you pitch. do go to if you go to surething.money, you there are a bunch of forms that you have to fill out, and there is there are there's there's some due diligence to do. You can't just go. Oh, I sent I saw I listened to this podcast, and I sent him my uh, I sent him my twenty five thousand. I signed my super over to him from SunCorp, and then uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. Anyway, uh, you can't say that in the witness box. That's not fair. There will be plenty of little things to sign boxes. Mate, to you check. can have a convo without any jokes in it. We can have a serious convo and talk about whatever what's going. Not really. It's not going to be a conversation. It'll be it'll be forms. There'll be forms that you have to fill in. Let me give me your, your tips. Yeah, yeah. P picks, picks of the week. The main tip for you is ESR. Estorella. ESR, you reckon? You reckon ESR is going hard? Well, it's going to be interesting. That's all I'll say. Well, we're going to be... Man, we're sitting in... Oh, you fuck. Well, uh, Wolfie has disconnected. Uh, I was going to complain to him that we're sitting in WGO and we're down... Uh, because they've they fucked the drill up. WGO has fucked up their drill. Uh, I think some of the drill broke off 
and fell into the hole, which I'm not a gas guy or a drill guy, an oil guy, a mining guy. I'm, I, don't, I don't really know a lot about heavy machinery, um, but it does seem to me 101, the basics, uh, is don't, don't pull a there will be blood and have all of the people working on the drill and bits of the drill itself fall into the giant hole that you're making in the earth. That's a no-brainer. The drill has to, if you can't operate the drill, what the fuck are you doing in the hole, man? Anyway, uh, WGO, mate, it's coming right. It's going to be good. It's a small speed bump on the road to maximum profits. Um, that's not a guarantee. This is my personal position. Um, everything's sort of down today. It's a bit, bit of a bloodbath uh, on the ASX and on the NASDAQ. Um, uh, Wolfie's, Wolfie's tip to keep an eye on ESR uh, would definitely be, I will be doing that. Um, down a little bit today, as is Nova. Nova's actually down a lot today, down 10%. So, yeah, it's kind of right across the board, uh, which, is, which is good. It just means that the general sentiment is bad. It doesn't mean anything's gone horribly wrong, except for WGO, where they've dropped the drill down the hole that they were making. Which, you, if you ask me, seems like a, a big fuck-up. Anyway, uh, that was the podcast. Surething.money. You can go on there, and you really can invest in this comedy podcast, uh, which is crazy. We've incorporated. It's a real business. If you look up Sure Thing Podcast, Proprietary Limited, we've got an ACN. There's a certificate there, which is great. Uh, another certificate for the fridge. What a beautiful piece of paper it is. They don't send you the certificate. Um, in fact, they send you a link to it, and if you don't print it off in 30 days, it disappears. Uh, that's how little interest ASIC has in, uh, in your business, is they email you a link to print a certificate. They don't care so much that they just take it down. It's like it's a picture. It, you know what I mean? Like you put it on Facebook, it'll be there forever. Not ASIC, not... 30 days, or uh, I reckon it's probably a fee to file for another copy of the certificate to be generated and put onto a website somewhere. Um, yeah, so you can do that. You can get go to surething.money. That, all, all you need to do is surething.money. Any other dumb shit that we are plugging is at surething.money. Uh, don't invest. Uh, it's, a, any, any, it's, it's a huge gamble. Give us your superannuation, though, please. Um, you can't make money on it. You're not allowed to touch it. But for some reason, known only to uh, the lawmakers of this country, uh, we are allowed to take your superannuation money and make a brokerage off of it, which is sick. Um, I'm not sure if this is the first podcast with its own... It's not a fund, Uh it is that you you will become an individual client. It's not like a, a, a investment scheme, um, uh, but I don't know if we are the first and only podcast to have our own sort of financial. I don't know if we're the only podcast to have our own financial fund, our own investment fund. I think this might be a first, which is pretty cool. Beats a Patreon uh, for sure. Don't. Don't get it on our Patreon anymore uh, uh, unless you want to be part of the pyramid scheme. Um, and yeah, sure thing, dot money. I've rambled on for long enough now. Get 
thought. Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts, holding 15 overexposed bad positions, looming threat of liquidation.